2: Dude, right, I'm, I'm scared of them shirts. I'm chill. Thank you, Ken.
3: Yeah, we just got the refrigerator off level. That's the most fucking yeah. dope shit. OG, how long you been out here? <laughs> I was not expecting you to open that motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a fridge, nigga. College refrigerator. That's I mean, I mean, like yeah. some fly furniture shit with all this shit on top of it. Yeah, yeah, that's like we had to figure it up. Right, that was some shit. I've been yeah. here since, um, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Thugging. Got
4: what? You fuck with Boosie?
3: Oh, I love that nigga. I got something for you. That's my motherfucking dude right there, man. I got something for you. What you got for me?
4: Mm, mm, mm. I'm, I'm, I got something for you. song? What? Boosie already got a verse on. Oh, let's work. Yeah,
5: sir. Scheme. I've been waiting.
3: Voice having ass. I done seen your little video looking on some sex symbol. Uh, I
5: ain't going uh, to shit with Al- these but niggas you need
3: to sound gooder than a motherfucker. Too, huh?
4: Y'all got it on camera? All <laughs> oh, you fuck niggas that be talking all that here comedian shit. This OG nigga.
3: Niggas spits
4: down. I got the stamp. Ba-pow,
3: there it is. Oh. oh. the stamp. Oh. <laughs> oh.
4: Oh, now low nigga be playing with me on the low bit, you <laughs>
6: Yeah, I got a
4: shot caller and he' gonna tell y'all. Where he gonna yeah. tell? Yeah, ain't no motherfucking game, money. I'ma stay up in my lane, money. I ain't gonna change that damn thing, my nigga. I'ma keep on going, I'ma keep flying. Whoop, whoop, there go. Oh shit, there they go. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta
6: put your seatbelt on, nigga, start acting right with the police car. <laughs> These niggas always tripping, man. He niggas, come on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we got an OG in here, my nigga. Why we ain't getting no speakers? We got a legend. Hold up, uh oh. Look. Uh-oh. You scrape? Yeah,
1: I'm scraped.
7: Yeah, we don't want to be bringing too much nice shit in here. No,
4: it ain't nice shit. This shit made in 1998. Well, Make sure the phone cut off. My little nephew' probably be calling me in a minute. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We in there?
7: What we sound like? Yeah. Everybody one two, good? One
1: two, one two, we good, cat. You get that? You my mic one time for the get back. Uh oh. For Did you the... hear that? Huh? My nigga. You gonna run that shit back? My nigga. Uh huh. Gotta take get... that right for, for the get back. Yo, for Did the get back. Did you hear that? Huh? Did you get that? What? Can you hear that? Yeah. For the get back. Get what back. Say, that. What you said? Fit that. Get that. Call up. That. Let me
7: check my mic. Hello, can you hear me? Let me put my voice up. Get it, dearly. Yeah. Got a couple niggas sitting near me. Yeah. yeah. And we try to un- do a yearly. Yeah, yeah. Roll up another one. Still yeah. smoke the roast because you know I got another one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to smoke the other one.
6: Yeah.
7: Bust around got another sir. I not through this <laughs> motherfucking chill. Yeah. Only had one chain on. Uh, I thought he was where the motherfucker that I seen last time that he had a chain on, but like, no. No. This the new shit. New <laughs> shit. I'm gonna chill because you know I ain't gonna do shit. New <laughs> shit, y'all. Yeah. Get my black, get my blue shit. Blue <laughs> shit, y'all. Yeah. We
3: be
1: chilling on some crew shit. Uh, <laughs> on some crew shit. Uh, that's the new shit. Uh, new shit. New shit. Uh, we gonna get them. a whole bunch of New York niggas with them. <laughs> yeah, they in here. No fear. That's this year, DC. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey cat. Did you get that? Ooh. Get that. Where they get back. Ooh.
4: Click, clack. When I split that. Ooh. Fuck around, I see your bitch, then I hit that. Ooh. A pussy stink. Get back. No.
6: Oh,
7: oh. oh
4: yeah.
7: <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> no, what? She, you should have kept your
6: mask on. You <laughs> want to
4: eat the coochie. But the shit smell like bullet. Ooh. So I put my mask back up. I said, you know what? Just take a bath, I, I, I figured.
1: out. Fuck with you let on. I thought you was <laughs> going to say, I put on. my bath back up. Uh, 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 <laughs> but I'm going to still fuck. Uh, oh. I
5: did anyway. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
7: hey, man. Y'all ain't going to believe this shit. What we what we talking hey, about. Hey, man, welcome back to the 85 South Show. Oh! First and foremost. <laughs> first and foremost, you will never believe who in the trap with us today. Who in the trap, trap Lowe's? What? Mr. Put your hands where my eyes can see. Uh, uh.
1: Break your neck. Huh?
6: Keep Give talking. Give me
1: some more. Keep talking.
6: That.
1: Who? That's the only nigga that
7: can do this in a song. Yeah. Yeah. The most diabolical nigga. Talk your shit.
6: Bust oh. hey. you the one? got two legend of the family. Who? Oh, got you all in Ooh. check. <laughs>
4: Hold up, before we get started, oh, I gotta oh, do it. Shit. I gotta do it.
2: Hold up, hold up, hold
4: up, hold up, hold up. Listen, listen you gotta do it.
1: Cause I'm feeling like I'm running and I'm trying to like I gotta get away, get away, get away. But I know that I don't and I won't ever stop because you know I gotta win every day. they're not You never really hey, wanna go. pop me. Just know that you can never flop me. Yeah. Better know that I can be a little flop it. Uh, uh, you ain't never gonna stop me. Every uh, time I come in, nigga, gotta sit it, then I gotta go in, and then I gotta get it, then I gotta blow on and I gotta show the little thing and they think they'd be doing because it doesn't matter because I'm on it. I gotta do a lot of things to make it clear to a couple niggas that I always win and then they gotta get it again and again and again. Now I'm moving <laughs> to the style of nigga, better call a ref and everybody know my style of niggas know that I'm the best when they come to doing this and uh. I be banging on my chest and I bang in the east and I'm bang banging in the west. I'm never give you more and I will never give you less shit been in the streets you can yeah. in the press. Yeah. You really wanna know what's next? See the way we on it, we all up in a race and you know we gotta do it, take it to another place. and so we struggling the hustle and the and get in and you know we gotta do it, take it to another place, gotta uh. taste it and uh. I gotta grab it yeah. and I gotta cut all yeah. through this traffic, yeah. get yeah. the beat yeah. at the top of the throne, better know I gotta have it. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, you killed that shit, the, that shit nigga, nigga That nigga really started the lyrics. You know how much pussy what? I got, cause I can do that? Nigga, I used to do that shit, true story, I used to do that shit in a club in North Carolina called Lotus. They used to cut the motherfucking beat off and just let me rap that shit and I would rap it every time I was in the club no. and nigga, what? And what? Legendary. You studied
4: the fuck out of the lyrics. Nah,
1: you know that's what I do. Now, the I'm autistic when it comes to that type of shit. That nigga. That
4: shit. OG, you a fool. fucking
1: killed that. Oh nigga, fool. listen. Thank I'ma you a a tell fool. you the oh, moment, oh, moment where you, I knew. Bro. Bro. Where I knew. You. Thank, thank you, bro. i
7: you This <laughs> the moment where I knew I had to know this nigga in real life. I was what? watching Higher Learning and they had just beat the white dude up. And that nigga said, yo, nigga, stepmom's gonna be filling me for like the next three birthdays. <laughs>
1: this type We're of nigga crazy. I need to know in real life. Yeah. What? Yeah. Got the motherfucking OG man, in Man, what, baby. man? Buster, baby thank baby. you so baby much for, baby. man, gracing the trap with your presence. This is an honor, man. Like, you a legend. You one of the greatest to ever legend. touch a thank microphone, you, man. man. Like, you. it's an honor to have you in here. And we need to to the status that you will come sit there, sit down with niggas like us, man. Hell, thank yeah. you, bro. i been a fan since thank leaders you. of the new school. Thank y'all, man. Charlie Brown and Dinko D.
3: The motherfucker, right? it was, it's interesting that you you, you you acknowledging my bros, man, where it all started from with me, because um, I believe yesterday was the 27-year anniversary of the second and the last leader's album. Wow. Wow. I'm 28. What? you 28, bro? I'm 28. That shit crazy I'm than a motherfucker. I'm one year old, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just crazy shitting yeah, on myself. That shit crazy, and That's right. how long you've You're been born it. Thank like you, me. my nigga. Thank you, bro. That shit crazy. Nah, I appreciate y'all, man.
1: Man, what keep you motivated to still do it after all this time, man? And all the, the accolades and the, and the things you've accomplished, what keep you still motivated to make this music? I mean, I think we can all
3: agree just being niggas in their right mindset. Right. You come from canned food, nigga, you taste the steak, you ain't want to go back to canned food yeah, unless but, you right. choose to. Ever. Yeah, I don't want to eat bologna and cheese sandwiches because I ain't got no choice but to eat the motherfucker. I want to eat it because I just still love the motherfucker.
6: Right.
3: And in my beautiful-ass million-dollar home, I could still go and get me the potato bread slices, some mayonnaise, and motherfucking beef bologna and some American cheese, slap the shit together and sit in front of motherfucking Cartoon Network and watch some shit that I grew up on like Tom and Jerry, nigga. What do you mean? I think we all that same dude at heart. The thing that just keeps the torch lit, though, is the fact that when you taste that other side of the success that come with the sacrifice and the hard work that you put into this shit, and besides all of that, you just genuinely loving this shit. And I was putting them records out with leaders, I was still living in my mom's crib. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, having an incredible mom's like mine's too, she signed my deal when I was 17. I wasn't old enough to sign my deal. So, you know, mom's got to get the big salute because she could have been on an angry day with a nigga the day that that contract was on the table and said, nigga, fuck your contract. You're going to take your ass to bed because you still live in this house, nigga, and you acting like you ain't got no managing here on this particular day. Talking back to me about some shit because I ain't let you hang out at that party last night past your little two in the morning curfew, which was the time that I had to bring my ass home at that time. And she could have just been on some shit, y'all would probably never heard of Buster Rhymes ever because maybe that opportunity wouldn't have came around for him. I'm glad again. that shit. Because
7: uh, who else gonna say shit? Like <laughs> phenomenal swing like the ass on a black
3: chick. <laughs> 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 this nigga here. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, gonna say? Oh, he it? know He
1: know Listen, man. Like, <laughs> and I tell you, low like I always been a Buster Rhymes fan, but. Los put me on to the, you know, it's always the the B-sides that most people don't know and people don't hear. This nigga that put me on some shit, I'm like, nigga, cause nah, I always he, said you had the best beats in hip hop history. Oh, nigga. thank you, brother. What? And he boom. used
7: just as an interlude that should have been the motherfucking single though. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it, boy. I think it was, just give it to him raw. And you used that as an interlude in like one of them videos. Yeah, I did make a song out of that record. I know, but yeah. it wasn't no single. It wasn't no single. Because nah. you know, I was it wasn't. like, because I, how I got up on it is uh, I heard the clip. I think it was in a video. It when you was. was sitting it was. In the it car was a snippet of it. I was yeah, like, yeah. what the
4: fuck is that? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Found that shit on the Big album. Big up the mega mega. Who made? Who damn? I think. Uh, Swiss made that beat. Swiss. Oh, Swiss. Swiss, Swiss made
7: that beat. Man, you be having to, you be up on shit like before it's the shit. Like, nah, I, I love, love how you dig the into beats. the catalog though, and you know joints. The that, sketch that, before, give me some more, is some of the funniest shit I ever heard okay. on a rap. I Cause the nigga on there big capping to a bitch, right? He trying to holler at the chick, and he like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Do you know how frivolous <laughs> I am? <laughs> I got a Hummer that I only drive to my mailbox, shit. and that's all I use it, it for. <laughs>
6: <laughs> the nigga
7: said, I got custom-made condoms made out of other people's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is the whole, like, <laughs> the sketch before Give Me Some More, come on. That's some of the funniest shit. We used to say that shit every day at track practice. That shit
3: crazy.
4: Yeah, see, I'm, I'm in another era, but I still love music. You feel what I'm saying? So when you was handling your business, like, you had some of the most best videos. When See, niggas, that video don't be creative, no nothing. Right. You was actually bringing your words to life. I think the lyricism, niggas don't give you the respect as a lyricist. lyricist. Hands
7: down, nobody's fucking with you.
3: I appreciate that. I Nobody love how you come you. on the song. You'll say some shit ain't got shit to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you know at that time, and and always for me like you know, I, I, I think the, the the most important thing when you had the opportunity to get on the collabs, especially because a lot of the times those moments happened on the collabs. It right. was just about. How do you make it unfair from the first line? Right. Because there gotta be some sort of I don't give a fuck mentality that's being applied in order for shit like that to even come out your mouth and out your whole face.
6: Right.
3: And for me, I just I went into these shits having so much fun because I knew the bars that I was gonna include that was gonna follow, that was gonna be the shit that you would critique from a serious place. Right. That's why those type of things would happen in the intro. Them minds wasn't in the bars. We gonna step in on some grand entry shit and just shake the room up and say some wow shit. That's how the intro was on Wuha. The fuck y'all, y'all, y'all got to do with anything. Why? Why? You know what I'm saying?
7: And
1: that is That's a
7: testament to you as a nigga. Who gonna be the nigga be like, yo, what are you doing?
3: What? that's <laughs> what it was. Who gonna stop him? <laughs> Who gonna stop him? Who
7: gonna say, y'all, y'all, you niggas need to be sent.
3: <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> that's my 2020 thing song. Woo-ha, got you all in check. The 2020 got us all in check. nigga. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's <laughs> what I had to put we it we in perspective. Since we're talking about
7: the lyrics in the song, I gotta bring up some shit that I know a lot of people never even asked you about. When you did the Turn It Up song, and Mm -hmm. you put mother, one of your, your, I know like Rod Digger came up with you and under you and and studied under you. When you heard her fuck that song up like that, what did that feel like? What song? Um, The Turn It Up,
3: Touch It. Touch It, yeah, because Turn It Up was the, Join you know,
7: the joint over there. I'm an old nigga at this point. I just yeah. remember the part of the song, and that's the name of You know
0: the one? Touch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. touch it. and <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm a good
6: it. That don't mind. i turn it
7: up, I kick
6: yeah. a
7: bitch yeah. in the face, yeah. and yeah. put yeah. your nigga in yeah. yeah. the Then I kick a whole bunch <laughs> of niggas <laughs> <of laughs> out of my house. Then we went to the trap, niggas all on the couch. Then I had another bitch, but I'm kicking her up. You can't be trusting these niggas. They come and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bring it up! They they wanna buzz in they When they grab it and it and then it all in the hell. nigga. I don't have to know the words. I know the it feeling. Like. It's sir. I know what it feels like. I'm getting on now. Fuck the words. Hell yeah.
3: yeah. Rock digger.
4: Best, bro. The best
3: she's the one of the she's probably the best female MC bar for bar to me wow her and rhapsody is is my and and lauren is my favorite three mcs in the female genetic makeup but i don't like to call them dopest female MCs. i just think they're incredible mcs because i think they fuck dudes up too i think they they violently not in the literal sense, but when I'm speaking in reference to competition, mm-hmm. we, we not going in there to give you flowers and, you know, be nice. I want a record with you and we could be the best of friends. I don't want no friendship with you until the song is over, motherfucker. We competing.
6: Right.
3: So what I'm saying is Rod Digger and, and Rhapsody and Lauren, to me, they pen was... was dangerous. I think there's a lot of moments where I might have sat down and listened to they shit and was directly inspired to start a new song. It's, I would like cut off they shit while I was listening to it, if, especially if I was listening to it in the studio. Because I like playing other people's shit sometimes just to get a vibe. And if I'm listening to one of these songs and they, I, they They strike the right chord in me. I'm super driven because I'm so competitive that I will cut they shit off and immediately start a song. Sometimes you go in the studio, you ain't got a vibe. You go in there and sit around four fucking hours, five, six hours. You leave, you ain't come up with shit. That happens sometimes. Shit is like the greatest catch, you know what I mean? Is that the name of the movie on the fucking with the niggas that go out there and throw the fucking fish net in the water and mm-hmm. see if they catch the crabs yeah, and shit? The, the niggas catch, yeah, yeah, them niggas.
7: Stupid motherfuckers. Yeah.
3: See, <laughs> I knew it. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan of that show, personally. But that's like, that? that's like the perfect metaphor, though.
7: Bruh, I would love to see Buster Rhymes watching Deadliest Chess. Yo, this motherfucker caught the most phenomenal fish.
1: <laughs>
0: yo, this shit
7: was like diabolical. This, this motherfucker was huge. How many they I caught? think it was
0: a motherfucking tuna or something.
3: Shit was crazy. <laughs> yo, yo, but 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 digga, I ain't gonna front. There's, there's been times actually in the studio making Flip Mode album. Where she would say shit that was so dangerous on a record, I would be like, Can't say "I don't it. know if you should say that." Right. Or let's finish the song tomorrow.
1: Uh, give yourself some time. <laughs> she went that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that had to give herself <laughs> some time. Yeah, man, you know what, man? This studio costs too much. <laughs> yeah, right, She's right. gonna have to come <laughs> back during the daytime when the hours is nah, the money's nah, a little bit I'm lower. I'm glad you brought She go that crazy. The,
3: the yeah, flip mode she still does. Though. Yeah. She yeah. still does. By the way, we, we completed a, a flip mode 20 year reunion album. Oh that's dope. dope. That's coming, that's coming next year, so
7: Hey, I'm glad you brought up Flip Mode Squad, and I'm glad you brought uh, this
3: legend over here. Come on, we got the official street corner colonel in the
7: motherfucking
1: building. Squid
3: star, man. Squid star. star. Hey, man. Come on, nigga. Come on, nigga. You a
7: real nigga. nigga. You a real nigga, man. I'm so glad you brought him, because now I don't have to ask you why you didn't. Bro, this nigga. Before we even ever heard this nigga say anything was already a legend of me. Like, this nigga was <laughs> so funny in the dangerous video. Oh, that's
3: sounds God, that nigga yeah, crazy. Spliff, crazy. Spliff, it, the reason why me and Spliff was so magical is because Spliff don't give a fuck neither. That's the beautiful thing about the way we was molded and shaped from a cultural standpoint. Like, we we Caribbean niggas. I'm a Jamaican nigga, he a Trinidadian nigga. So. The showmanship that we displayed, a lot of that shit come from dancehall culture. And mm-hmm. and I don't think people really understand this whole hip hop shit was birthed from Jamaica. Like Cool Herc is a Jamaican nigga. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The whole concept of having big ass speakers stockpiled on top of each other and playing loud ass music outside, that come from Jamaica, that's dancehall culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Cool Herc brought dancehall culture to the U.S. and gave birth to hip-hop culture. The only thing that changed was the type of music that was played Mm -hmm. and how it was played. But the concept is the same. So the the thing about dancehall culture is the critics, the audience, the way they was raised, it was in a way where And in and, and particularly, Jamaican people are just a proud people. Like, them niggas is outspoken like a motherfucker. And my favorite if you if you make people <laughs> from Jamaica spend their money and come to a concert... They fuck with you. If they fuck with you, they're going to let you know. If they don't fuck with you, they're going to let you know in a way that you ain't going to be able to understand, like appreciate, digest, or accept.
7: Yeah, I Damn. did. I did comedy at Footprints in New York. Wow, that footprint foot is legend, is And if they like you, they're just standing there. They don't. Yeah. Nigga, you would think the shit going terrible, but then they just be like, keep going. <laughs> you get <laughs> one of them. All you need is one. It could be from the most random person in the whole room, but that's how <laughs> you know you good? <laughs> Nigga, I would've got low. I would've I know, I'd yeah,
6: been doing my right. shit whispering so really. Right. Right.
5: Right. <laughs>
0: So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com b-e-n, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com b-e-n. Well, nah, but if they know. don't like you, nigga, the orders is loud as fuck. Everybody in the club getting busy. Never you know?
3: What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but again, again, like I was saying, the reason why me and Spliff work so well is because Spliff come from the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, when we were shorties and we used to, um, you know, we cut school, we was going to the hooky parties and we was at the block parties on the block and all of that type of shit you know, we was studying the dance hall shit, even though we was loving hip hop too.
6: Right.
3: The, the niggas that we studied was, was Shabba Ranks and, and Admiral Bailey and Papa San and Lieutenant Stitchy and Lecturer, mm-hmm. these Professor Nuts, these is dudes that was legends in dance hall culture and mm-hmm. and reggae music and, and them dudes was the dudes that really taught you, if you would sit back and just look at some of them videotapes and and, and listen to the, the sound clashes, which was like the battles and shit. Mm-hmm. And you would see the clashes that the artists would have at like Sting. Sting was like a, a festival that they did every year. And like Ninja Man. Ninja Man, Man would go against anybody and fucking, dance a, the, but the dance, the the, the the big clash would happen at the end of like the fourth night. It'd be like four days straight I'm just of just wowing out 20, 30, 40,000 people out there not going home and just partying. And those clashes is, would, would be so detrimental that some of them just led to violence on the stage and they could get a face bust right on stage because the disrespect would be so crazy. But the showmanship, the legs kicking all over the place, niggas jumping around the fucking place, you swinging your fucking hand, you, you, all of that shit. Yeah. While dudes in hip hop thought it was cool to just walk around with your chain on and you just hold your Johnson and you think you too cool to really do some shit that seem a little outside of the norm. Right. Me and Spliff would look at niggas and just laugh, because we knew we was going to come up there and mop the floor with their ass. Because when we get up there, we're going to do all of this extraterrestrial shit with all this other dynamite stick energy and fuck niggas up. Right. And that's, that's what was the cheat code all the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm for the first time really like getting into like the specifics of where the ingredients came from for me and Spliff. Like like a testament to what he was saying, Howes. He felt like Spliff was a legend before Spliff said shit. He was. All right, cool. So it was the same way in, in East Flatbush, Brooklyn. So when Spliff was mad small, Spliff was always a, like a, a loose cannon, a little loose screw up top. I can so, tell that. So, so I so, see the videos. Yeah, Spliff, Spliff was crazy, but I ain't just talking about on a on an entertainment and a showmanship side. Right. Spliff was also a crazy motherfucker on some street shit. Well, damn. So... I felt like the talent that he was showing just organically, like Spliff one time got into a motorcycle accident and he split his shin bone down this way. It's
6: the same dance we see today.
3: Yep, taught. yep. That that one leg shit that you see niggas doing mm-hmm. to this day, like. Split the created the,
1: the, the, the pop smoke, all it, them niggas. Yeah,
3: but I ain't going to say he created it because it's a dance hole, like when. They used to call it like skanking, uh-huh. right? And 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 the, the the old rosters would do this one foot shit, but Spliff now he turned it into a big thing on the hip hop side because and the funny this how... alright? So Spliff he swerving in the street right. on a fucking spree moped, <laughs> right? That's when the sprees was the shit. He- and the nigga doing this and doing this and the nigga curved out too far. Try to go around a double park car and he ain't clear the car. Full speed. Nigga slap in front of the in, the- in the back of the double park car. Nigga flip by six foot, seven foot in the sky. Land. The way he landed, the shin bone split down this way instead of crossway. Right. So you look into this this nigga leg got a bone sticking out this way. So spliff, he's he on the street. Spliff the one crying from the niggas. Ambulance come.
2: He don't want to cry.
3: Spliff ain't crying in front of noon, nigga. the fuck you talking about? Ambulance come. Put Spliff in the back of the ambulance. When the door closed, you hear Spliff screaming as the ambulance. <laughs> oh, <about. laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> so, shit! So, so, My shit! So, so a couple, day, <laughs> a couple days later, you know, Spliff come out. He got the cash on. Big block party outside on the, on the oh, block. Shit. And Scratch the to with DJ. He was a super young nigga on the block, but was nice with the fast shit and tried to learn all the Jazzy Jeff transforming shit and all of that. Learned all of that. So he was down with a crew called TNT Crush, and them niggas had the block locked, had the neighborhood locked. Their system was super stupid, so they was getting booked to do all the local shit. And Spliff with his showmanship, he like, fuck my broke leg. I'ma still pull up in the middle of these niggas that's trying to do all the little dance shit. And then they go on the crutches and the nigga just start doing the one foot shit <laughs> with the fucking <laughs> cash. <laughs> and niggas is around him in a circle and he bodying this shit with the way he's spinning around on niggas with the cross, with the crutches on, and the the cast on, and he carrying on. And I seen this shit and I was like, this nigga's incredible. At the time, I'm back and forth between Brooklyn and Long Island. I'm fucking with leaders. And um When leaders broke up, I always was like, I'm going to need, because I was so used to the group, and the group support system on stage, yeah. 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 I was like, all right, I'm going to do this solo shit, but um, I'm going to need to figure this out. and I'm going to get this down to fuck with me and just follow my lead, because I know what I want to do. Spliff at the time was still in the street. It's even before I was able to buy my own V. I come to Brooklyn, split for all the time, he was getting his money in the street and was still getting into trouble in the street. In and out of jail all type of shit. Got shot a couple times. But I was seeing this talent and I was just like, I, I hope that I could get or garnish enough success to save this man life, because I knew bro, bro since I was seven. And now I'm in a position where I got a deal and <laughs> This might be the only way to save, bro. He was willing to listen, though.
4: That's
3: all and the matter.
4: Say that one more time. That
3: nigga was willing to listen. You mm. know what I'm saying? That's, that was the most important part. And he was listening at a time when he was already getting his own money. Because right. he was right. giving me rides to the studio. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I needed to get to the studio, he was my whip. You know what I'm saying? One time we going to the studio, nigga had the gray 325 or the blue one. Was it the blue one? The blue three, blue three, all right, so we ride it to the stool. Bam, we get into a wild car accident. Nigga left the shit right there. We break out. The next day, nigga pulled up in a gray one.
1: Fuck you talking about?
3: Need us? you need a ride to the studio today, nigga? Hell
1: no, nah, nigga, that last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still I'm, I'm good, nigga.
4: I'm, I'm hopping in, nigga. You ain't catching no train, no <laughs> nigga them
3: rats. I'm getting in that car. Nigga, those rats will bite yeah. you. But <laughs> but but, but that's 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 my brother on a whole nother level when it comes to just and he he's my elder. Right. He's a year older than me. But it's, it's 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 a beautiful thing when, you know, motherfuckers could respect each other enough to still be able to say, all right, you know what, bus If this was the street shit, you would have to listen to me. Right. Yeah. But this music shit, I'm to I'ma you. listen. To I you. ain't always gotta be driving. You know, a driver. What, I'm I mean, you know what I mean?
1: Sometimes you sit in the passenger seat and mm-hmm. let the person who know how to drive this road Real drive. Right? You know shit. what I mean? Like. But you say you saw that in him and was able to recognize his talent. When did you recognize it in yourself? Like, when did you write that rhyme that let you know I'm nice?
3: I, I, I didn't realize that I was dope. Because I, um, I just always believed that I was gonna be the dopest, period. That was just the determination and a, 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 a divine that I was claiming. Right. But I knew what I wanted to do when I was around i say about seven, eight years old. I was being babysitted by a Panamanian woman by the name of Aunt Mitzi. She had a son named Alfonso. My mom's was working nights. And um, Alfonso used to do graffiti, like how you see the shit in the Wild Style movie. This nigga would leave the crib like two in the morning and go bomb subways, like for real. And, he would create his, his 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 pieces of art that he was going to spray paint on the subway in this little black book. Mm-hmm. And the nigga used to make these motherfucking, you know the markers that got the thick-ass tip on them? Mm-hmm, them gray motherfuckers. Yeah, but he was home making them shits with shoe polish bottles and chalkboard eraser. So like, you know the chalkboard eraser from elementary school, they were like felt strips. Right that was together. The nigga would rip one of the felt strips off and then the nigga would bend it and he would stick the shit inside the shoe polish. He would empty some of the shoe polish, stick it in the shoe polish, put the top back on, screw it down, shake it up. The shoe polish became the ink to the marker.
7: Damn. This nigga was
3: a genius. All
7: right, a genius.
3: The nigga go to the subway and was bombing the subways with the marker and the, the tip of the marker would be like this thick. So like the thick of the tip, the ill of the fucking tag was that you put up. Then the nigga would bring his bag of spray paint cans, the nigga had his mask on like it was COVID back then because you know the spray would fuck you up, up, right. And these niggas would be out there, him and like two other dudes, they would go in like a little crew and these niggas would bomb Subways and just put the most incredible shit up. But at two in the morning when he would leave, I was too young to go with him. I understood exactly what he was doing. I was in tune with all types of shit. but. They had an old-school underground hip-hop station. I ain't gonna front, I wasn't like seven or eight, I would say I was like nine or 10. This underground hip-hop station, WHBI 105.9. Red Alert, the Supreme Team who made Buffalo Gals. Two Buffalo girls go around the outside. Mm-hmm. Around the Them niggas, the, 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 they the, gu- the guards was called the Supreme Team who made the, that song. When Malcolm McLaren, who was an artist from, the, from, from Europe, became a classic in hip-hop. They had a time slot on this underground radio station. Africa Islam was a part of the Zulu Nation under Africa Bambada. The awesome two, Teddy Ted and Special K, So what they would do was they would get on the radio from like 2 in the morning to 5 in the morning. Mm -hmm. A lot of niggas wasn't in tune with that station or the time they was getting on. These niggas used to play the live battles from some of the founders and the pioneers and the architects of this rap shit. Like Kumo D Basil battle Busy Busy D. D That legendary battle. You know about that battle. Cold Crush Brothers, which is who leaders model they whole shit behind against the foursome Ds who ended up putting records out commercially as a singing group, but them niggas was MCs first. So they would play these live battles on the radio that was happening in Harlem world and these different underground clubs throughout the city. And we was making pause tapes. So, you know, when the radio personality talked, depending on which one of them time slot it was that they were spinning You recording these battles and shit, and when they talk, you pause the tape, you rewind it a little bit to right where they start talking, you wait till they finish, and then you unpause the tape to keep recording. So it seemed like you was actually at the fucking battle. And you ain't get it off the radio. I used to go to school with them tapes and front the niggas. My little young ass snuck up in the club, nigga. I got the live Kumo D DM Busy B battle, you bitch ass nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about this, you, know how you want a copy, nigga? Five dollars. <laughs> Five dollars. <laughs> and I was hustling these, 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 these incredibly legendary, legendary hip hop moments, while I was just staying up waiting for Alfonso to come home to tell me what the story was when he went to do the, the bombing on the subways. Because right. it was nice this nigga would come back with the image stories about police running down on them niggas because obviously he vandalized in the subway and these niggas would come back to the crib and just had these stories and sometimes his homies would come with them
6: right
3: and these niggas would sit there and they talking these shit and i'm sitting there as a little nigga and i'm listening to these niggas and i just was like yo this is really hip-hop in my face you know what i'm saying and i'm listening to the battles and i'm like i want to rap I'm looking at this nigga taking pictures of the fucking graffiti pieces when they was finished and how ill they look. I'm like, I want to do graffiti. I'm listening to the way the niggas was DJing and cutting shit up on them underground stations. I wanted to DJ. I wanted to break dance. I wanted to pop. I learned how to do every fucking thing in hip hop. I just fell in love with it. At that point, I knew. I was gonna be one of the nicest niggas at one of these shits. That's something. At one of these elements in the culture, I'm gonna be the nicest nigga at it because I just loved it too much. The breakdancing shit, I wasn't fucking feeling the bruises and the scars. Right, boy,
1: did you this you nigga can't do this, to, this, do this, this right, right here? This do move. <laughs> <you> right <laughs> right? it's a rap after that one. But
6: you like, You Man.
1: Hey man, slip with the left hand. hey man, you got to find own. I'm about to go
6: these Niggas up,
1: you know. About
7: to ask about another one of my favorite songs, "Get Up" oh. life with Rick James. Oh nah, that, that
3: Ooh, record is legendary. Shout to Green Lantern on the production.
4: You a great storyteller, by the way.
3: Thank you, King. Thank you. I get this. I can listen this. to this nigga say anything.
6: <laughs> you put one two boy on the fucking boy. big ass eggs and that shit. <laughs> yeah. You can do my documentary. I right. can't. Morgan Freeman's voice. You narrate nah, he he's my life story. you
7: doing my life story. Your nigga was
6: born, right?
1: Holy <laughs> shit ever been born. No C-section, magic. No C-section. <laughs> Straight, <laughs> out <pussy>. no C-section. <laughs> Straight out the pussy. No
7: C-section.
4: <laughs> Straight out
1: the pussy. No, no C-section. The way it opened up was so <laughs> magnanimous. <magnetic laughs> it you was crazy to <laughs> <and> see. Yo, <laughs> Shane, Like Go. he didn't tap the pussy though. <laughs> 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 he didn't
3: tear up the pussy though. Chico nigga did slid right I here. I is crazy.
4: First, <laughs> <laughs> now, I ain't even gonna cap though. Like my favorite video of all time, you and Janet Jackson. Favorite. Thank you, bro.
7: Favorite. Well, well, Go back well, to well, the Rick well, James well, shit. Well, Go well. back to the Rick James shit. That's that's gotta be next. All right, well, okay, all right. but he got it. But
4: he got to He gotta talk about the Janet like the nigga. Closest
7: thing to me. I just to want Jax. to know what she, she smells. Like, <laughs> I see what I'm saying. She smells
4: beautiful. <laughs> I want to know. I, I know that mold. Is it real? It fuck Is yeah. that mold real? Because I seen it on the other side one time. Busted <laughs> 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 like, I was looking at that. He was like, that. I
7: wasn't looking at the mold. I was looking at something else. DC, <laughs> 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 <in there. laughs> some fuck my nigga, man. What? <laughs> it's my
4: favorite. You.
3: <laughs> All right, so with James <laughs> first. DC, you crazy than a motherfucker. Green Lantern sent me the beat. I'm on Aftermath, and I'm probably like two years into working on this album, The Big Bang. And when I heard the record, I didn't know what the fuck to do with myself. I just thought it was one of the greatest gifts to be bestowed on me as a blessing because the beat was the perfect marriage with the vocals. And and you know, when you hear the original, it's a whole nother bounce, tempo-wise and Mm timing-wise. So I got to give it up all the way to Greenland, the way he married the new bounce, which is a double-time, slow-down version of what the original upbeat tempo was on the joint, which allowed me to do my little speed rap skedaddle on the shit the right way, but on some cool shit. But I knew what I felt when I heard it. It was instinctual. The shit wasn't even on thought. I immediately got to the joint because I wanted to make sure there wasn't no room for possibility or confusion, nigga. You're not giving this record to nobody else. So let right. me let me let you hear this shit with me already done t- the song done. I'm on it. It's mine, off the market, my nigga. When Dre heard the motherfucker, a rap. Yeah, it was it was nothing else to discuss. Dre said, "Give me the session." So gave the session to Dre, and a lot of the additional music and chords and all of that other. That's, you know, the, the Cascade Dishwashing Liquid Sparkle was added to the motherfucker.
1: Mad Scientist, Dr. Dre, greatest album. You know what I'm saying? When
3: Dre, Dre get to it, it just turns the shit into some motherfucking IMAX movie theater shit. So, you know, when I seen what Dre took it to, it just was like one of the the highlight moments on the Big Bang album. And I love the shit out the record. So had to call my man that could bring that cinematic shit to life, Chris, the director Chris Robinson, the legendary. And which, you know, he also did the Kavassie video for me and he did the uh, uh, Me and Mariah video as well. So all of my moments with Chris Robinson was special, just like all of my moments with Hype Williams was unbelievable. And and, um, I can't even front, like the beauty of what's getting ready to happen with my new album and the visuals that I shot for him, I can honestly say proudly that the videos that y'all have known and grown to love a motherfucker for, mm-hmm. we took it all the way back to that shit. Oh, that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it ain't none of that. It's too it's, it's too late for me to compromise at this stage in my life. Like, I'm just married to my way.
7: Right, your way perfect,
4: man. And team.
3: my way, it's always worked for me. And I ain't trying to fix shit that ain't broke. Right. So. I
7: mean, we we grew up on all your shit. Like, it's moments that are pinpointed in our life with Busta Ryan Thank songs. you, And shit like that. And it's like, just know that you appreciate it for all your creativity and individual <laughs> thank like, you. We, Gotta give you we, right we here, bro. We always fuck with you because we know you ain't gonna be sounding like nothing else. Oh, You're man. Bring, That's, like I said, you him. gonna give us those moments that, you know, jump out and... Kick you in your ass. <laughs> you, so Kit. what
4: made you knew like Appreciate you was a like fat rapper? Like you do not change your shit, you just adjust to the beat.
2: <laughs> and what made nigga, <laughs> and they I'm like,
4: who you the goat, my nigga? You don't rap like nothing, you rap like Buster, and Buster is your bussin.
3: Thank you. Kit. So what so what made you knew like
4: I can't rap that slow man? Y'all that shit, I can't do it.
3: Well, to be honest with you, going back to the dance hall culture, like I was telling you, there's a two artists that I first ever seen do the million words in one sentence in like two seconds. Right. This one artist named Papa San, and this other artist named Lieutenant Stitchy. Them two dudes was so fucking crazy. I think back in 86, Whew. they did a sting, which again is that festival. The festival,
4: the fourth day. Yeah
3: they did the fourth day and 86 is a clash mm. against each other battle against each other and it's different then than it is now mm-hmm. because now niggas will get up there and they get so f- flagrantly disrespectful niggas is getting their head bust on stage but <laughs> them dudes they would actually rehearse their battles mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like they would do shit. one motherfucker do a speed rap the next motherfucker do a speed rap then they'll come in together and have a verse together that they saying the same shit, line for line, word for word, just to see who going to keep up with each other or who going to fuck up and get a word off and mess up from the shit in front of 20, 30,000, 40,000. So it was a collective effort, even though they was battling and display skill set and how sharp one motherfucker was over the other. But I saw that shit one day on one of them hooky party days, cut school. And I was in such amazement looking at this shit, I just wanted to do it too. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I wasn't hearing no rappers do it. No MCs wasn't doing it. I, I have to say, the only people that was fucking with it on some rap shit
6: mm-hmm.
3: was the originators. And the originators was the crew that Hove was down with after Oh. you know what I'm saying, when they did the Hawaiian Sophie joint. They was on their speed rap shit.
1: Daz effects too, would you say Daz?
3: Daz Effects is way after that. Jay-Z was on that.
1: his P.E. Okay. rap shit, too? Jay-Z he was one of on his shit Then yeah, He started out, he right. started out with I, that. He rapped Fast on, what song is that? Uh, Can I song? Get a, uh
3: he Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah but Hove, Hove was on that shit really early. Like, he was on it before niggas was actually commercially putting records out, just from the crew he came from. And he he was making records with them. He I don't think he was actually one of the originators. He was just they all fucked with each other just being Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And Hove was always kind of moving on his own shit. But, you know, at the time, again, my first influence was Lieutenant Stitchy San, And then me and Hove ended up going to school together and Biggie and Hove was on that shit with the originators. In the process of me trying to get my shit together with it me and Hove ended up having a battle.
7: Yeah, I heard about this legendary
3: battle. Yeah. I ain't
7: Uh-oh. never heard it from You got, You got
6: to
3: break stuff. that one
7: down. Wait, oh, wait, whoa. Well, <laughs> no, I, no, no, I
3: thought we about to talk about Janet Jackson, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> since you brought it up. I want to <laughs> talk about Janet, but I want to know who But, but, like, 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 I'm, I'ma I'm a lead up to that because ultimately, Hove got the best of the the the, the battle in that moment because Uh-oh. I was, I was just starting to figure out how to master my fascination with the speed bath. He was already on it. When? Yeah, he was already putting shit out, doing it at a f- incredible level of skill set. And was displaying that shit like he was just water spilling all over the place, just taking shape and form and however way he felt like it, cause he had already been practicing. He, he he been on his shit with it, you know what I'm saying? Me now at that point with my competitive as you know I always wanted to have my rematch, you know what I'm saying? It it didn't happen, which was fine because um <laughs> you know hit. I I ended up I ended up getting getting my skill set developed to the point where I don't I don't think nobody want to fuck with it now. No. And I don't yeah. think nobody wanted to fuck with it for a long time. I mean it's it's interesting though because there's a lot of incredible speed rapping MCs Twister.
4: Twister. I was gonna say, bone you're, two, you're the only two I feel like they can fuck with you. I'm gonna
3: be honest though, Tech Teknine a dangerous motherfucker small fucker. kind
4: probably like the godfather. That's, I don't think. that's.
3: OG, I fuck with you. I don't
4: think fuck with
3: like that. I mean, you know, you, you, gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go and do your homework, Playboy. Uh
4: oh. Ah, tell me
6: something.
3: Tell me shit, something. Nigga. You know? I know, I 9 too though. <laughs> I was, tell me something. I'm gonna warn you. This ain't. I'm gonna be honest with you, beloved. I don't know what record you heard me get on with an MC and got my ass whooped.
4: Oh no, I ain't say you. You the you, you goat. Take, take a an
3: L, you love it. That's whatever right. you, That's you want to call shit. it. Oh. My no, ass whooped. Take it. a L, L, yeah. lose. I don't care who. It was wet. You can get back to me on that after you do that on your No, I ain't, saying, I
4: ain't saying on no record a nigga bided you.
3: But you said Ever. that. What you just said about that? No 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 no, 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 no. No, no, no. I didn't take anything on that. Every I'm, record
4: you got on, no, you with the goat. No,
3: King, but you said that. I said a nigga saying,
4: named Tech Nine. Okay, yeah. When he come to rapping real fast, he might get you.
3: Okay, see, now, now, and I understood you perfectly. No,
6: definitely.
3: Tech Nine is my brother. No, doubt. There was absolutely not too many that could fuck with him. But I think if you speak to Tech Nine directly about what you just said, uh-huh. rightfully so, he's supposed to believe that he's the nicest on the records that we've got on together though. I ain't never heard of him. Okay, listen. see that's what I'm getting ready to tell, tell you. You. Mm-hmm. you might need to go visit worldwide chopper.
1: Damn. You might need to go and listen that to that. That sounds like a gangsta-ass amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> worldwide chopper? It's, a, it's, a, it's worldwide chopper. Greg go ride the AK, nigga. That's
6: a shit bro.
1: You got to excuse me, OG. I, I grew up no. listening to gospel.
6: Now I <laughs> I got a question.
1: I'm going to Yeah, she's <laughs> going
6: crazy.
1: Speaking on that, like speaking on Buzz. rapping with other people, some of my favorite albums that you was on that a lot of people might not know is in Violator album. Oh, absolutely. Them Violator albums. Rest like, in peace, of Chris Lighty. Yes, sir. We love you. We miss you, Ken. But it you was so many MCs logo
3: for that Violator. Oh man,
1: thank you, my brother. Like it was so many MCs on them Violator albums. Like, what type of motivation did it give you to be amongst all of them great MCs like that? Because you know you had LLU. I mean, it was oh, it was crazy. crazy. So when you went in the studio and heard them verses from all of them guys. Like, how did that motivate you to push yourself to become a better MC?
3: Before the Violator albums, I was fans of them dudes that ended up coming to Violator. LL is the reason I wrote my first rhyme. LL. My very first rhyme I wrote, I was 12. The name of that shit was called Pulse Rate. (laughs) LL made me write my rhyme. That shit had all type of big fucking words because that's the way he used to rhyme. Just, back then, it was cool to sound like a hard smart nigga. And being intelligent was a cool fucking thing.
7: Yeah, because
3: his raps was flawless. You know what I'm mean? saying? Else, and niggas ain't cursing in their records. They was busting your ass and wasn't even cursing on their shit. I eliminate Parks,
1: cut them, them up in
3: chunks. chunks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so neatly. Fucking you up and wasn't even cursing. So it was like some fly shit to me. And. You know, it was everything. It was the whole embodiment. He was hip-hop when you just looked at the right. motherfucker. No
1: rapper can the, rap. The the right. I, I, can. You, I take okay? a muscle bound man and put his face it's in the sand. sand. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, nigga, that and shit th- You know is what I'm saying? Amazing. And, and, and that,
3: that shit talk that he had, it just
1: I believed
3: everything he said. You know what I'm saying? Like them niggas made you believe it. Right. So it was just me watching this shit and just being a dude that took all of their pictures. From the Word Up magazines and the Blackbeat magazines. And I was just hanging on my favorite niggas on my wall. Rai Kim and Slick Rick and LL and Chuck D and Public Enemy. All them niggas was on my wall. Run DMC, Fat Boys. Every one of them was on my wall. I wake up and I just be in my room looking at these niggas every day. Go to C. Brown Crib from Leaders of the New School. His room was the same way. And we be in them niggas, we be in Brown room when we was writing the leader songs. Most of the leader songs we wrote was in, was in Charlie Brown room in his crib because his room just had every nigga you wanted to be like on the wall. So you just look at these niggas a hip hop mural and museum of niggas. So being a fan of them before it made it even more incredible when they we all ended up on the same team in the same clique. Because now we like the fucking Avengers, nigga. Violator was the Avengers in hip-hop, and there wasn't no click. Whether it was a group of MCs that were signed to a label like Rockefeller or Rough Rider, Death Row. There wasn't no management company like Violator, neither. And it was just something else going on because Riley to started, it, it was given birth to after Rush Management ended. Chris Lighty was a management rep at Rush Management. So under Leo Cohen and Russell Simmons, when they had Rush Management and Def Jam at the same time, they was managing a lot of the shit they had signed to Def Jam. We ain't going to get into that. Yeah. No, nah, because, <laughs> right, right. Nah,
7: you know, at this yeah, point in the
3: entertainment world, we know what that is. Right, We're right, right right, right, right. It's not right, what we doing right really? it, was, it was okay. It was fine. Then, it was they mastered, they had shit so, so fucking red carpet rolled out for each nigga that was lined up with them that you wasn't even missing, red if shit was conflicts or whatever. Because it was like, just the money was just so stupid. But point that I'm trying to make is, they dismantled Rush Management. And I think Leo just came in one day and told Chris Lighty and all the other management reps, y'all could pick from the litter. Take whatever y'all favorite acts are and go start y'all own shit. Do what y'all want. So, so Chris took Leaders, Tribe, Daylight, Jungle Brothers. Started Violator. Daylight left. Tribe left. Jungle Brothers left. Leaders broke up. I stayed with Chris so he was all that I knew so it wasn't like I even was comfortable enough gambling fucking with somebody else I ain't know nobody else like that and I wasn't comfortable with nobody else like that besides Chuck D and Hank Shockley that's who gave birth to me I got my name Buster Rhymes from them niggas and leaders of the new school came from from Chuck Chuck gave me my name Chuck gave leader's our name, but he wasn't trying to manage nobody. So I still needed Chris. Now, I was the only violated artist. Wuha ha come out. Gold in four weeks. Platinum in eight weeks. The coming first album come out in 96. Gold in six weeks. Platinum in two months. Mm. Niggas is looking at this shit after everybody was questioning like whether not or not. Out. <laughs> Niggas is, and, and then at this point, the whole question was, you know, all this nigga Bustin' Rhymes be doing on records, just screaming and with this rah rah the Dungeon Dragon shit all the motherfucking time. Do we want to hear a whole album of this nigga doing that? Nah, that nigga had a whole bunch of <laughs> shit albums. Damn <laughs> <tell> <laughs> you. rap. But, right? but, but this is before the album came. Albums, this is how niggas nigga. was talking. Right. Right. So when the album came and we was able to get it right, and the success came with it, and shit started sticking against the wall, and the numbers was on the scoring board, niggas respected it. In a whole other way. That's when the attraction and the appeal of Valley started to look sexier. and Whole other dynamic. The artists, niggas, was like, Oh, we, we see our niggas. Niggas, we might need to pull that. up. Mm-hmm.
7: Right. <laughs> that that was you who started that Dungeons dragon shit. The, um,
3: who didn't know? T- the younger generation of hip hop nah I couldn't agree with that you know that shit is 29 years ago but that's what know? I'm saying it's like a lot of 30. people <laughs> like the
7: younger generation heard it first when, when Nicki Minaj said it on, on the verse
3: yeah you yeah you get what yeah, I mean yeah, like that yeah, brought yeah. it back to be like what you didn't right. know
7: where that came from right
3: so that was that. Was nah it. And, and I appreciated her for doing that you yeah. know what I'm saying I I, I really uh, she the go too I appreciated that record and I actually got on a remix of that record, it never officially became a remix, but um, I sent her the verse and she fucked with it and she actually brought me out at the Hammerstein Ballroom in, in New York one time to do that verse live at a show that she had one time and um, I I, 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 I got very, very fucking out of control on that record. I, I was in love with that fucking record so I blacked on that shit one of my particular favorite verses. Mm -hmm. But again, being at Violator, and then seeing the success that I was able to acquire with Chris being at the, the head of the helm, and then Mona Scott came in, like right around my second solo album when Disaster Strikes would put your hands and all of that shit came. And it was Mona and Chris.
1: Loving hip-hop, Mona? Yeah, yeah. Mona, oh. Mona ran Violator. She deepened the hip Mona, <laughs> Mona, Mona
3: ran Violator with Chris. The, 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 the huge shit that Mona contributed to Violator was she wasn't only making sure that this music shit was moving and shaking the right way with Chris. She brought the whole component of the branding and, and the movie shit with me, like the Mountain Dew shit that I did back then. Mona broke it. that. Higher learning and all of our movies I started fucking with. Was Mona, Mona yeah. was bringing all of that. I mean, she was making me go to the reading. She was lining me up with the casting agents and the agencies that was bringing them opportunities to the table. That was Mona. You know what I'm saying? Chris was making sure that the the, the renegotiations for the record deals was in
7: Who's behind it? Chris? Several, right.
3: several motherfucking M's and yeah. The publishing deals was disrespectful when too. I'm like, I am you know, trying to get some I'm disrespectful. I love <laughs> trying to
6: get Shut up, <laughs> you bitch-ass was... nigga! <laughs> right, all this respectful money we've been getting. We,
1: get. <laughs> we got to get some money. Y'all you mean, niggas bro. get nasty. What the fuck, fuck, Fuck you, you man. bitch, man. You
6: bum
4: ass you bum-ass nigga. I'm the bum-ass <laughs> nigga money. You bum-ass nigga. Right. Can't talk to him Look fuck Look at this for me. <laughs> <laughs> you bum-ass nigga. To talk to you niggas crazy. I got a cape and everything. I'm gonna,
7: I'm gonna get crazy. He got disrespectful. My neck. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. What you about to do, money. Right.
3: <laughs>
7: What's after that This. Fuck
2: that.
3: That's yeah, that crazy. that 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 management company. Twenty two years, I never looked to fuck with another manager, and the only reason that I have a new manager now. Mm-hmm which I got to big up incredibly, the legendary Steve Rifkin, who founded Loud Records. That's my manager. And the legendary A Blitz, who used to manage Effects, is my co-manager. So I got some real iconic hip-hop motherfuckers (laughs) on my team Mm -hmm. that has been a part of my growth for the entire journey. And if Chris didn't die, I probably would still been with Chris, you know what I'm saying, and um once Chris passed, the whole violator just dismantled completely. you know, Chris was an incredibly significant leader, you know what I'm saying, and that 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 was an irreplaceable leadership quality, you know what I mean he was the heartbeat, he was the 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 veins, he was the whole shit, you know what I'm saying, so it couldn't move. It couldn't continue without him, which is unfortunate because, again, we had Voltron, Transformers, and the Avengers all mixed together.
1: Right. right. You still in Avengers. You got two of the Infinity Stones on right now. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga got two of them motherfuckers on right now. I going man.
4: crazy, but Jesus is chillin'. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Two of the Infinity Stones. I've been looking like this nigga got on emeralds and rubies. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> going crazy. Somebody called Captain yeah, Planet in <laughs> this motherfucker. You can lift them up to the sky. We got to
3: backtrack. We didn't even get to go. We didn't to ain't get jazz, jazz, jazz. Right.
7: Come
4: on, the mole, man. Come on.
3: Alright, be- 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 what, you, what you want first with Janet? How that whole thing came together?
4: Listen, that whole thing with y'all getting them suits, all that shit, that shit is too crazy. Listen, the craziest record ever, my guy. Thank you, kid. Like, K. craziest.
3: Thank you, Ben. Crazy. I, I, I mean, that was a dream come true moment for me. Uh, I have been told the story before. I love Janet since... As early back as I can remember, when she was Penny on Good Times, Right. you feel right. I me? Mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then when guess, she was, when she was, when she was uh, a Willis girl in, in different strokes and shit. shit. And you know, just all of the different moments. But I, I think the moment that really just was mind blowing for me was just to hear her say my name
6: i
7: know what you mean oh, I, <laughs> and, bro,
6: it's so many just
3: i just want to hear my name my name i just, name. <laughs> I just wanted to like, just to know sh- that i was on her radar you knew, was, she, right. knew, you she was knew, knew you that was crazy to hear my name come out of her mouth when she did the interview with angie martinez at the time the legendary voice in new york boss lady angie martinez when she was at high 97 I think Janet was on tour for the Velvet Rope album. Mm -hmm. And she um, was doing promo for the Velvet Rope tour. She was performing at the garden. So she went and did an interview with Angie Martinez. And I'm driving in the city, and Angie asked her, you know, what rapper that she never worked with before that she's interested to work with Mm -hmm. because she had never collabed with a rapper at this point in time outside of Heavy D. She had already did shit with Heavy D. So after the Heavy D collabs, she ain't really messed with no rappers for a long period of time. And I guess Angie, you know, thought that that was interesting. So she asked her and then she just said, I would like to work with Busta Rhymes and she ain't say no other rapper's name. That fucked me up so crazy. crazy Nigga, nigga, I I pulled over. Because I knew I was gonna I was gonna do something wrong. No, you gotta call somebody. Nigga, I did. This nigga I did my nigga. What? The
6: cockroach
4: would have came up.
3: Nigga, I called Mona immediately. And I was like, Mona, I just heard Janet say my name on the radio. That's
4: crazy.
3: I need you to get in touch with Janet and tell Janet that I have a song for Ready To Go immediately. Mm-hmm. Now. Drop my blood. Mm-hmm. Shit sounded so good. I ain't have no song though.
4: You just had it. It was the plants <laughs> game. It's the game. It was the plants game.
3: Nigga was capping. I was I super will. capping. <laughs> I Yo, will. I, I ain't have no song, but I wasn't losing this moment.
4: Fuck that.
3: So, Janet, Mona got in touch with Janet's people, and then they worked it out for us to get on the phone. I was nervous than a motherfucker at the time. Cause I didn't want to say nothing wrong that was going to ruin the opportunity. Kept it short and sweet and immediately got to trying to find the fucking song. So we ended up finding the record and the young lady that wrote the hook to the beat, she killed it. Killed it. And then at that point I said, all right, let me do this little speed rap dance to this shit real quick and get this ref over to Janet so she can hear the song did that, got the song to the queen. She heard the joint. The feedback was amazing. Now it was time to book the studio session. Right. Book the studio session. She chose the studio, because you know obviously shit got to be on a, right. Obama levels for her to pull up. <laughs> Security had to come and advance the whole situation and make sure it was appropriate for her to walk into that space. Ooh did the research on what kind of flowers she like, what kind of candles she like. What, what kind what of niggas she like. What kind of fragrance she like. I wouldn't
4: in the room for.
3: Had everything lined up. Right. Then um we get to the studio and um she came a little bit after I got there. And when she got there, When I heard she was there, I left out the room because I had another room so I could finish my raps. Mm -hmm. And I knew she needed to record, so I didn't want to be in there not being productive while she was laying her verses, stacking her vocals and all of that. So I said, I'm going to go in another room. I could just get to my shit so as soon as she's ready and she says she done, I could be done. So I come in there, I say hello to her. We greet, hug, singing her praise real quick. I got the fuck up out of there fast. Don't
4: no, wanna fuck up the vibe, no nothing, I'm eh? up nothing. I
3: feel it. <laughs> And no, and, and I'm just trying to keep my mouth shut because niggas don't know this is happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm going through some shit because it's like
4: You know what you finna do. Nigga,
3: i about I wanna tell every motherfucking body, but niggas can't say nothing. Ugly wasn't no on Instagram, yeah. nigga. Old, lie. It wasn't hey. none of that. What? Look at it. What?
4: What's up, my nigga? You bum ass
6: nigga.
3: You have to. Say it, Janice. Say it,
4: you bum ass
7: niggas. <laughs> 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 right. I see, I, live, I call. Y'all back? <laughs> what
3: the fuck you, man.
4: All these niggas. <laughs> what? what?
3: What? Yo, yo. <laughs> this nigga DC is crazy. Janet, blazed the shit out the record incredibly. Thank you so much, Janet. To this day, I'm forever grateful. Yeah.
4: You killed that. You killed it. One of my favorite records to listen to all time.
3: Record get done. Now we got to come with the crazy video. I'm a movie buff, so I'm watching Terminator 2. And I'm seeing a liquid robot moving all over the place and shit. And I'm like, this is the illest shit ever. If I could pull this off, because you know, put your hands where my eyes could see it's coming to America. Dangerous is motherfucking Lethal Weapon. Mm -hmm. Janet video is Terminator 2. So I was just taking my favorite movies and just putting myself In the movies, you know what I'm I'm
1: saying? saying. I'm I'm sorry, he said budget game away. Now you can go back and watch it, be like, "Damn, that nigga is doing the Terminator 2. I'm doing
3: Terminator 2. So so when we did the video, before we did the video, and the budget came back for the video, I was like. You can't nickel him down, no situation with Janet Jackson, nigga. So we, we gotta spin, my nigga. But I definitely wasn't thinking it was gonna be this type of bag.
6: Right.
3: This was a $10, $2.4 million video budget. Yeah! So
1: at that time, it was just
4: now niggas
1: getting twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> if that. If, just- if that. We gonna go to the gas station, buy some white tea. Let <laughs> <and laughs> these niggas stand in the living Nigga, room I'm and gonna jump buy around. the camera. You press the card. You <laughs> right. dumbass, nigga. Right.
6: Three
1: scenes in the house, on the
7: porch, <laughs> and in the yard. In right. yard. <laughs> the whole video. <laughs> what?
3: Well, but but yeah, two point four million for the video, the, the production that was built all of that silver room shit with the walls moving in when I was doing all of the little robot shit while I was filming. all of that shit was built from the ground. Like it wasn't like you just green screen and shit at the time. We mm-hmm. was building these production sets in, in its entirety. The only thing that was a special effects was the liquid shit that I was morphing in and out of. Mm. But a lot of that budget came from this, this special effects company that we used at the time, which was the hottest effects company because they was a part of the. They did the effects for the Titanic movie, and at that time they was super on fire because Titanic movie won like ten fucking Oscars and some crazy shit like that. Some
7: crazy shit.
3: And. I think the, 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 the company was called Digital Domain. That was the special effects company. But the the, the the video took about three, four months to get completed because of the special effects. But when I walked on the set and the, the, the dress that Janet got on, right. the, the, the whole ensemble, I walk on the set and, you know, she had these long nails and she had these little rings on them, the end of the nails and different size rings all over the shit. Right. So I'm looking at the situation and I'm trying to understand and, and she was like, "These is cock rings." <laughs> hey,
1: <man. laughs> hey, yo, yo, what the fuck, man? You should have laid <laughs> <landed laughs> into that, my nigga. <laughs> nah, nah,
3: my nigga, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I, nigga, nigga. She said this to me, and I was just like, "Wow, what?"
4: <laughs> So
3: what the fuck are they? What's cock rings? Cock rings, nigga. Yeah, dick rings. Yeah, nigga, stop yeah. talking that talk while I'm on this set, man. I just wanted to say it one time just so oh, I could oh, put oh, it out I, there. I,
7: I, ain't,
3: I ain't know. <laughs> no, no, but I ain't know neither.
4: <laughs> I'm like, these belong on you. Oh!
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, nigga, I said the same shit. shit. I was trying to understand. I was confused. But see, the song was about, you know, making each other wet wet dreams all of that shit so it's some some sexual shit but i didn't know she was gonna go into this extreme with the fit in the wardrobe but when she explained all of that and then we saw the designer do when the the, the outfit was done because the dude who created it he took that shit home he took it back
6: you
3: know what i'm saying like even though we had to pay to make it None of you, I still own this, I'm taking this outfit back home. Fuck what you talking about. You can keep all your other shit. This design is legend though. And we respected it, but Janet just made, she just put me in a whole nother mindset when she said that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, the, and then her willingness to interact with me in front of the camera the way she did. It was it was really like
1: some Real some, some than me. beautiful that, shit. I went and put a condom on
3: like,
7: <laughs> <laughs> i like nigga, what you gonna be? Nigga, I'm like, don't touch what? my face. This was latex. Yo. I bet when Bustle Rhymes left <laughs> that set, they were like, man, what the fuck, fuck, fuck we supposed to do with these moving ass walls?
3: Yeah, yo, yo, we like, left, yo, we left all that shit. I ain't seen where we gonna put that. But, <laughs> but, but, but the, at the end of the day, the, the shit turned out so magical, bro, that... I don't know if I ever felt that.
4: That magic again. Yeah.
3: I don't know if I felt it like that. That right. was that, you know, I, I've done some incredible records with some of the most prestigious, iconic queens to ever do it in this music shit. You know, me and Mary J, and we got a bunch of collabs. I was blessed and honored to be rocking with her since her first album, 411. And mm-hmm. She put me on that and, and Missy and <laughs> And, and Mariah, dope, you know what I'm saying? Dope. Big up to Janay too, they was on my first album. Um, not slight nothing from none of these beautiful queens. And I'm gonna continue to make iconic moments with them, moving forward oh, so God, It
7: ain't running. a remix without you on that bitch, bro. Oh, nah. Especially know. long remakes where it be a lot of niggas. I, I gotta See, have, you gotta Riley, be you on like, all yeah. of
4: I'm to that boy, <laughs> the rest of them niggas don't even care. this Buster coming
3: on? <laughs> nah, thank you, bro. But you know, it's 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 throughout the the, the twenty nine years of doing this, man. It's it's been so many legendary moments, man. It's 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 we, we gonna probably need a two, three, four part series with the interviews with this interview because it, it's just so much golden moments to share. You know what I'm saying? That the Janet shit was incredible too. But then you know, it's like. Shit, man! I'm the first rap dude Stevie Wonder collabed with on the Big Bang album. Dang.
1: Yeah. Dang. It, you know what I'm saying? I gotta grab my pen, Stevie. I, hey, Stevie, man. you see, I'm fucking with you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> <wasn't young>, Stevie. <laughs> Stevie. He gon' hear about no. it. That's yeah, you're hear about up it. Up. Just
2: know it's yeah.
6: a young nigga
1: fucking with your style, yeah, <laughs> you Know that. Yeah, Yeah, I yeah. Like Steven so heard. This was, and was like, who is this person?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I must be around. Yeah, here. that's that's my Taurus b- big brother though. That's my big Taurus brother. And, and and we actually got some new magic in the works coming soon. I oh, hope I, the, I, what I, I yeah, think we got we got another monster come getting ready to come soon. It's this is probably my, my third collab with him because I also mm-hmm. did something on his Time to Love album that came out through Universal Motown a few years ago.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, he um he fucked with young bus rhymes. I'm I'm the mm-hmm. young bull. I'm the young Taurus brother of his. So, you know, he he put his arm around me and gave me guidance and he schooled me the shit, both professionally and personally, you know what I'm saying? So right. it's 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 these kind of blessings that I don't I keep getting bestowed on me to be able to you know look at these moments and be like how could you not continue to have the passion and the fire to want to do it right you know what i'm saying like niggas is in trouble if they think that i'm gonna stop what the fuck you mean, stop? What
4: fuck you talking about, bum-ass nigga? Bum-ass nigga? Bum-ass nigga?
3: Bum-ass nigga? fuck oh, wrong with these niggas? No, no. You no, no.
5: Bum-ass nigga, niggas. get off of
3: me! I you're gonna Thanos in this You heard what this nigga said. The next three birthdays. Word is bomb, fuck that. I'm definitely too much... I've taken 11 years to finish this new album. Mm-hmm. In addition to what the new album is going to be as an experience in itself, and it's it's called Extinction Level Event Two. Oh yeah,
7: because Extinction the Level Wrath Event One God. was cold
3: as hell. Thank you, brother. And um, you know it's it's, it's L that you you know the first song you bring up is 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 not what you asking for. Not give it to me, bro. Right. You know what I'm that? saying? That's that was on Extinction Level One. That's That's a 22-year-ago
4: album.
3: So 22 years later, you know, we looking at the shit that's going on. I've been trying to tell you niggas all of these albums. What they talking about? I've just been trying to tell niggas about this time that's coming. Real hip-hop.
5: Real hip-hop.
2: Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
7: Oh, let me ask you this. Let me yeah, ask you this. You already know. So oh, check weird. this out. We had the big family, uh, Gip, from Good and hey. Oh, gee, He told us yeah, about yeah. the exact moment when you brought the beholder. Pale pale Horse us. book. And <laughs> now
3: we tell me the story. We used to be, in, first of all, big up to Dallas, Austin. Yeah, we're real big ups. Oh, yeah, Super duper big up to Dallas Austin. I don't think people understand how significantly important he is to this culture and how the shift of the young black executive was ushered in really mm-hmm. via him.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: A lot of niggas don't understand that. Dallas Austin was 18 years old with a $4 million facility called Dark Studio and had like six, $7 million worth of cars parked in front of that motherfucker at 18. God,
1: that ain't disrespectful. See, at Terrible the
3: time, at the time, my nigga, he had TLC, three million, four million soul. Another Bad Creation, two, three million sold. Boys the Men, 10 million sold. This nigga was smacking the shit out of everybody and was still a child. <laughs> and nobody was doing that (laughs) motherfucking right he was he was saying that shit without saying it
6: right
3: with his bread and with his resume and clive davis loved dallas big up to clive davis too but he loved dallas dallas when i broke up with leaders dallas reached out to me and told me to come to the a dallas gave me the flip mode logo niggas don't even know that i got the flip <laughs> mode logo from dallas because dallas heard about rampage and he was like i love what you are doing boss i think it's time for you to become an executive though like let's do something with dallas i mean with rampage i'm gonna sign you to get you a production deal through rowdy and just start like your, your, your little label shit and put, let's put out rampage mm-hmm. so i was like i'm fucking with everything you're talking about I'm still trying to figure out my next move because I still didn't have the courage enough to want to do a whole solo album. So I got on my feature game, and when the leaders broke up in 93 to 96, my way of getting to the bag quick because I was the first one to have a child in leaders of the new school. So I had to find ways to feed my son,
6: right.
3: and I couldn't get it no more off of the leaders in the new school shit because them niggas, it was over. Right. So. You know, I'm calling the studios to find out who in there. And at the time, you know, I was already popping from Scenario. Right. So niggas wanted to hear from Buster Rhymes. So I called niggas Studio Sessions to find out who in there.
4: Right. This how the Feature Gang got
3: popped. Yeah. Who in that bitch? I pioneered feature, yeah, my my the feature, by the way, nigga. Hold up. Man. what I, you I mean? say? I just said, Pioneer, I, just Rick, said N-I-C-E. I just said, I pioneered the feature. What
4: the fuck you talking about, nigga? Talk! Yo, shit! I demanded
3: that shit, you bum ass nigga. Put me on your shit. Cause this is a bum ass nigga right I'm now. Physics, I'm crap. Move. <laughs> nah, but the way, the way, the way, the way that used to happen was, you know, I'm trying to make sure I find money feed my child. Call the studio session, see who in there. Find out who went there. Go to the bud spot. At the time, this is before I need a drove, chronic, none of that shit didn't exist yet. Niggas is just smoking indica, ses, skunk, chocolate tie, that type of shit. Everybody loved to burn the chocolate, though. I'll take $100, buy 520 bags, go get the slowest burning cigars. Them shits was called white owls. Still to the day.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know
4: what
3: you're talking slowest about. Slowest burning cigars, my nigga. I
4: don't like
3: them. Girl, I don't like them shits, neither. They was harsh to a yeah. motherfucker, but home. they burn slow.
4: Tastes like
3: nasty coochie. God
1: damn, nigga. Hey, the some pussy tastes like a blunt. This nigga crazy. <laughs>
3: your
4: coochie tastes you, like a white
1: eye, Yeah, but I would I would go
3: in these sessions and um I pop up and I would just, you know, have a, a weed steaming and niggas is smelling. Everybody wants smoke. Everybody wants smoke.
6: Right.
3: Pass that shit around. You ain't <laughs> leaving without your bud, and while them niggas is smoking, you in the corner, writing right. some shit. <laughs> I get to doing a little grunt, a little dungeon dragon growl in the corner, niggas want to hear what the fuck I'm up to. That nigga
1: talking to himself, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what about nigga, what it with you? That's what start doing to these niggas, <laughs> <laughs> I'm <right>. popping up. <laughs> hey bro, what you say over there? Oh, no, no, don't, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, keep smoking. I mean, they
7: had. they didn't forget what they first in it. so how
4: you did it, was it like?
3: Yeah, I'm doing all of that, exactly nigga. Just like that. I write, hey. I, after I write my shit, I'm saying it to myself. But then I get to moments where I got to do what I actually got to do on the verse in the booth. So sure, if I got true. the Dungeon Dragon ground in the middle of the verse, I'm going to do it loud enough for the room to hear it, but not hear oh, it. Right. Then they want to hear what I'm saying. Okay, now turn the mic on and me go do it in the booth. I get in there, I spit my shit. They can't hear the song without that verse no more. Right. We... Come back in the vocal, in the control room, playing the shit three, four times in a row, niggas is high five, man anybody happy, the verse stupid. I leave. Chris Lighty, my nigga. Listen to this joint I did last night with such and such. Yeah. Can you, can you, can you, can you send that invoice for me, please, brother? He send the invoice, the lawyers get to talking. I'm picking up the check from the label, do that three, four times a week. That shit was very fucking lucrative shit to you. And I ain't had to split it with no crew. And I didn't have to recoup it from no budget. It was just my money for my motherfucking work that I was putting in, just beating the pavement and grinding. But you know, at the end of the day, it was just doing all of that led to Dallas seeing the way I was moving. And he was just like, nigga, you, you, you want some shit? Let's, while you hot and got this momentum, let's put out an artist. But it's yours. I come out here, come to the Rowdy office. I needed a company name, and I just went back to C- Scenario Remix, and I was like, Open up your mouth if you want the food to get rude. Flip mode, because I'm in the mood. Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh.
6: Yeah, man, that's how it goes.
3: (laughs) Body get broke up, blood coming out the nose. Give me your Band-Aid. So I said flip mode in that verse. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm going to take Flip Mode as the company name. And I told Dallas. Dallas came back with like six Flip Mode logo options, and I chose the one that the world ended up seeing. So that's the first thing. Let's big up Dallas for that, because Dallas, he, he, he helped me evolve into being an executive. Dallas did the same thing with Puff. When Andre Harrell let Puff go, Dallas called him and told him, come to Darth Studio. Come to the A, bruh. I introduce you to Clive Davis. Bad Boy was born. Dallas had everything to do with that, too, because Dallas was the plug to Clive, because Dallas was the nigga that Clive was going to to get of the Okay. Millions of records Dude! Okay. So, yeah. His hand was hotter than a motherfucker when EPMD broke up. Eric Sherman, I'm a fan, come to the A. That's how Eric came down here and ended up in the A. Started Death Squad shit. Started producing for Illegal. Little Jamal and Malik. You remember them dudes? There was a group that was, they was two little young boys at the time. They was like 12 and 13 years old. These little niggas was like terrorists, though. They was in a strip club. You asked a strip chick to come back to the studio with them. When they come to the store, they see these little niggas is around. Niggas like Puff and Busta Rhymes in Dallas, Austin. Mm-hmm. Them chicks was fascinated by shit like that. They drink and they get drunk, smoke weed, knock out on a futon or some shit. 13? Them
1: niggas get in the club. Them and 13?
3: Niggas. Yeah. People get and, you and, in and, the club. And, 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 <laughs> and these little niggas that take their cargo, crash their shit up, bring it back, pocket. And I had them wake up from they sleeping off they high thinking they crashed their own shit. And I said, these little niggas is illegal. Dallas said that that's what we gonna name these niggas, illegal. The name of the group became illegal. Went crazy. Eric Sermon started producing all they shit and Dallas was producing this shit and the niggas was hard. Little Jamal ended up with Death Squad. You know what I'm saying? And um, again, Dallas was very instrumental in the evolution of Puff just being a dope A&R for Mary and Jodeci right. into becoming an executive, a CEO of his own company. Same shit with Eric Sermon. Same shit with Busta Rhymes. So back to Gip and Goody Mom, all of that time when we was in DARP Studio, we used to have these building sessions because, you know, I'm a member of the 5% Nation of the Gods and Earths. So I was always into knowledge of self and just researching high sciences and things of that nature and gip was always there gip was the first good email member that i knew he was always there because you know his, his his the mother of his child um joy the beautiful and incredible joy she was working very closely with dallas at the time
6: right.
3: so you know i i was always super cool with Joy. She's a royal empress to me as far as talent and just as a human being.
1: One of the dopest. Hey, I that the one of I lose all control. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. shit right
3: there. And, and Gip, Gip is like my motherfucking brother. That's, that's the God. You know what I'm saying? George Clinton at the time was coming through and he was busting our head with so much high science because he started hitting us with shit about how when they was doing their Parliament Funkadelic concerts and they was landing the mothership on stage that feds used to pull up to try to investigate what was these niggas trying to tell people because that Area 51 shit was supposed to be classified. Right. But them niggas was doing that shit in their shows and you know talking that shit in their music and it just seemed like they was tapping into some shit that was obviously letting the powers that be feel like they needed to pull up. Hmm. So <clears throat> they, you know, just pull up they don't they just pull up. They need to, Yeah, they okay, the, wanna yeah, figure out the fuck you getting into with this talk. So it was like George was sharing those stories with us and the crazy shit was as he was sharing them stories with us, he put me on to this book, Behold a Pale Horse, written by William J. Cooper. Yeah. I think he was a former naval briefing team member. He ended up getting killed too. Yeah, he didn't great But the ill shit is this book was the book that really took what I was already dealing with as 5% dealing with the God nation, the nation of the gods and earths and studying my shit and combining it with this shit, which was some whole other shit. And it just changed my whole perspective, which is what turned my albums into the coming when disaster strikes, Mm -hmm. extinction level level. event, Mm -hmm. anarchy genesis no no it ain't genesis it ain't safe no more big bang like this continuing storyline that's connected by the silver lining never deviating from what the concept is and what the content is and i'm just adding these new different chapters to this book of eli right you, you feel me you
4: dropping knowledge on
3: them <laughs>
4: the no, 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 <laughs> right. so
3: so 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 it's like George Clinton did that to me. That's the effect he had on me between the shit that he was schooling me with and that book.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: And Gip, being that he was around this shit, I, I, I gave Gip the book. And he took it to them, Goody Mob, all of my brothers over there, Cool Joe, CeeLo, and all. And when, he, when they got that book, it just turned them into something else. Cell therapy was born. Mm-hmm. And they started dealing with the fucking who's knocking at the window. Yes,
1: sir. Pow. Uh, nobody And
3: now. in the videos, niggas is paying for their food with the barcode scans. Yeah. And now when you're dealing with what's going on here with these niggas talking about these mandated vaccinations and all of this wild shit. And Trump at the fucking debate talking about we can get 200 vaccinations done a day because I'm going to deploy the military to, to give it to niggas. What the fuck military niggas got to do with giving a nigga a vaccination shot? It's beyond me. But I'm just saying this information was fascinating back then. Right. Never knowing whether or not it was going to be true or come to life. But just the idea and the what if of it was fucking with niggas. And I was drawn to that shit. So, you know, Gippin' them took it, they ran with it. Even Outkast, I believe, started to really get into that shit because they were Southern player Cadillac music at first. And then yeah.
6: Especially Andre, they you
3: know. turned into this. AT-Alien. at Nigga had shoulder pants.
6: You
4: know what got- <laughs> <It's tripping.
3: laughs> <Trip. laughs> I Nigga had
4: shoulder pants and the marching boots. I'm like, nigga, what are you? And yeah.
3: Fur diaper. That what do you nigga held on like a fur,
1: fur draw or <laughs> <and laughs> some shit uh, like that. <laughs>
3: Legendary shit. Yeah, but, but you know, all of that, too, is the showmanship. You know what I'm saying? It was showmanship. It was not being comfortable trying to just do the regular nigga shit with right. the, the baseball fittings and the baseball jersey, you know, and the Tim Boots. Like, we could do that all day, but, you know, there is a, a, a nation of motherfuckers that really want to go out there and show niggas how they really feel and how they really be thinking right. and how we be imaginating shit and the what ifs if we could pull those off. Mm-hmm. What what would the reaction really be if we just did it
6: mm-hmm. and niggas
3: just did it with their chests out like fuck it whatever right whatever the outcome is gonna be it's gonna be but i'm gonna nose dive head first without a parachute fuck it right. however way i land that's what it's gonna be right. it, it didn't get to that point i don't want to say that it was just me this is before me you know george clinton and them was on that right. but as far as hip-hop is concerned yeah. you know what i'm saying i pulled from Cold Crushing and and, and Furious Five because when you look at them, they was dressing up some on some shit that was wild too. They had them fucking feathers on and the fucking shoulder pads looking crazy. But see they was yeah, they was pulling all of that shit though. Real shit. And the album artwork, that's how Millie mel and them niggas. (laughs) They look like was, uh, them niggas, niggas standing uh, up a group of old pictures of your uncle. <laughs> girl
7: shit. Cause everybody had that one uncle who had bullshit, but it was clean
1: at that moment. Real now, look shit, at, you, my look at your
7: uncle Fred. My <laughs> uncle Austin
1: don't dope. He ain't doing that. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you did that, Buzz. Like you, I remember, I don't remember what video it was, but you was dressed like one of the niggas, Chris Tucker, was fighting at rush Hour. You had like some Japanese that shit. That was on. his clothing oh, yeah, yeah, line.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: For real? Yeah. yeah. He, he had, had
3: a cool lamp. Bushi, Bushi. 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 Yeah. Short for Buster shit. See? Bushido warrior. Bushido,
0: Bushido. warrior.
3: Yeah, Bushido. God. But I just was trying to, you know, I was just trying to maximize it all. You mean, no
4: karate clothes,
3: nigga? No, I ain't saw no damn karate clothes, nigga. <laughs> I was
4: like, nigga, you
3: had the goat. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: that
7: nigga like I'm about to sell some <laughs> wow like, DC <laughs> so DC it was close.
1: it, it was closed yeah I'm telling it. you boy he had that goddamn Nah nigga eat. I'm gonna keep it a
3: buck Yo, we 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 had the fly regular shit for the street like we we I did like Avirex leather spinoffs that was bushy shit I did sweat suits I did denim suits like. Shit, that niggas could wear regular like it's you don't know that shit. Send us all that man. I'm gonna have to custom shit. We, Aye, we man, stopped please. doing that a while yeah, ago. Yeah, you bring it back. No, need you need some ain't ever lie. You ain't man. never lie. You we're we're ain't never lie. You turned into
2: Jamaican
4: about
1: with that shit.
4: Rasta, California.
1: That's how you get the disrespect from millions, nigga. Fuck off, me
4: you bum ass nigga. Bushy,
7: bushy, I love bushy. That bushy is bushy, bushy. What's the right? That's gonna be our closing line, DC Bond. Bum ass nigga. <laughs> we got to talk about how you slid on the track with Mariah Carey and, and, and literally slid on the track.
3: Oh, man. Dang. Thank you, brother. She she is incredible. First and foremost, congrats Salute to Malaya, She got a whole lot of incredible shit going on. I think she just put out an album October 2nd. That shit is moving and shaking, streaming crazy. She just put out a book. That shit is the number one top selling book in the world right this now crazy, like so. and her season coming up the, you this motherfucking the right that, that christmas. christmas nobody can't okay. fuck with her nobody period oh, okay. i'm
7: buying
1: a gift oh that's you? a fact
3: nah nah she's she she got the crown for that girl. Okay. forever though yeah forever. Her and nobody like forever her and in
1: my mind and the only two songs you really
3: know <laughs> nah like she came up with a happy birthday song like for real like that shit will never die that, that that Christmas joint. So it's like, Never. big up to Mariah first and foremost and shit. But um, that song, bro, I got the beat from Rick Rock, my brother. Big up to Rick Rock out there in the motherfucking Bay. Yeah,
6: You
3: know what I'm saying? Salute to my brother, Rick Rock. Me and Spliff Star was on a tour bus one time driving cross country. See, from this New nigga good luck. I told you. Spliff, he, he be, that nigga's, Spliff with me the whole journey split right, riding
1: shotgun with me.
3: I see that nigga over there, <laughs> <laughs> That <old> nigga with the nigga,
1: sitting kick me. I done watched him a couple times. He leaned on the back of the chair like. <laughs> my neck getting
3: heavy. <laughs> yeah, now nah, we. Th- there was a period that I, I wasn't fucking with the plane. I just wasn't in a mood to get on the plane. I be getting tired of that whole plane shit. Sometimes, you know, just to you take your shoes off and all of that.
4: Yeah, monkey shit. It's monkey shit. shit.
3: Yeah, so mm. you know, it was, I, 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 I just, uh, I think the store that broke the camel's back for me one time, this plane took a dip that felt like that shit dropped like 10,000 feet. Mm. Thought niggas was definitely finished. And that was the last flight for about three, four years. Mm. Built me some tour buses from the frame, brand new, everything beautiful and that shit, exactly how I wanted the motherfucker. Right. And we would live on them shits, and drive from New York to L. A. with two of the most incredible tour bus drivers in the planet. Only time these motherfuckers would stop was the fuel. Or motherfuckers had to use the bathroom. But overall, it was a relaxing drive. He was able to rest. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the time, niggas is grinding so much. You when, until you in a situation where you ain't got no choice but to sit your ass down. Right. You working too exhausting. You know what I'm saying? So. We on the bus and you know while we riding a lot of the time, we playing the video games and shit. We watching wild movies, getting ideas, we listening to wild beats, niggas are sending us left and right. You got studio on the bus. Yeah, we definitely had a studio on the bus. We got the butt on the bus, we got the lick on the bus. But but everything is just cozy. Niggas is riding out and the beat came on. And um I just started singing this shit with Spliff. We just started bugging out, like on some joke shit. And when the melody was done for the hook and the words were done for the hook, we knew this shit was a smash. Right. You know what I'm saying? Figuring out who to do it now, uh, I was just like, this definitely can't be no record where we, we don't get one of the creme de la creme queens of this shit to do it. To, we can't play with that. Like, we gotta make sure we get the right queen for this. and mariah at that time was just the most incredible choice and she was already my friend and she was she's already like super easy to do shit with you just got to make sure you accommodate the the the, the boss lady the way she needs the queen when she pull up you gotta have your shit together Same way. you know what i'm saying and and you know rightfully so she earned the right to passage to you know to get that without negotiation or complaining so once I sent her the joint and she heard it man she was all the way on board and that shit was so beautiful she got that shit done super quick turned it around and it's ill because it was the first time that I ever learned about vocal rest like there was times I needed to talk to her about her approving the levels to the song and we was mixing the shit and you know we sending it back to just get all of the approval processes all Mm -hmm. done so we could send it to master and get it master and turn it into the label request the clearances and all of that Mm -hmm. for about two weeks we couldn't get her to talk she was like you can only text me you can't talk to me and at the time i didn't understand that i kind of felt like i was getting shitted on you know what I'm saying? What the fuck you mean, Queen? You don't want to talk to me? <laughs>
6: you know what I'm saying? Like, I
3: don't understand this shit. Like, but you know, sometimes, especially when your voice is 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 is, is hoarse, you gotta shut your fucking mouth and let it heal itself. But sh- her vocal rest, and we ended up having the same vocal doctor. Um, and he's incredible, um, Dr. Kessler. Big shout to Dr. Kessler. But overall, she was a vocal rest at this point in time and was a weird experience for me because I could only speak to her via text. And she really, really, really did not speak for like two weeks. I I, I tried wrapping my head around that. Like, even when you're in a crib with your family or with your kids or with your loved ones or whatever, no conversation. Y'all in the same crib and y'all gotta write some shit down. So I could tell you what I want you to do? Or I gotta text you some shit to tell you what I need you to do? Right. Go, go, go get me some, something to drink. Text. Like, that was the first time I'm seeing this with her. And it was a valuable lesson because I ended up needing that same process years, years, and years later. And, um, I started to frequently lose my voice two years ago. And Dr. Kessler used to tell me I needed to go on vocal rest too, but I couldn't do that shit. All right. Fuck Buster Rhymes, gonna keep his mouth motherfucking shut. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs>
7: you
4: can't <laughs> goddamn.
7: <laughs> you ain't doing this shit, You gotta thing, go, back. Yeah. go back to the
6: breakdown. What?
4: Because that shit is serious, like being an artist, like even even with me, and I know I be doing like the stand up shows, and I had to go to the studios, and I be. Ah! Right, I know for a fact in my mind that is hurting me, yeah, bro. I'm talking about literally hurting, me. yeah, bro. So, people don't understand like how I have to sometimes get off the road knowing that I want to go to the studio, but I literally have to go to sleep, it's real, two or three days, book it on Thursday right. because I have all weekend, right? So, it's a rap. I get it's on the track, shit. it's how do you
6: want it, it's a rap, real shit. you see
4: what I'm saying? Real so, shit. the vocal wrestling. And that just put me in the mind like, nigga, you have to continue to do that. Two weeks, don't say nothing.
1: That that shit is 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 a long time. You got to understand,
4: is your voice at its prime when you wanted to do what you wanted to do? It's the best. Well, so you go sure. in the studio and you just sound the best. Well, you know, you sure. be quiet for two bro, weeks bro, you weeks shut flat. the Hell, fuck no. up
7: for two weeks. Ain't no telling who the fuck you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice heals so much, you don't sound like you no more. Like I was saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> I like White Men. Have
6: a holly jolly
7: <laughs>
1: Christmas. i <Christmas. laughs> White man boy. Nah, no,
3: that shit, that shit, that's lit. Nah, I appreciate it. But yeah, Mar- Mariah, man, it's... That's my that's my friend. I love her and I'm proud of her and congrats to her with all the shit she got going on right now because she's doing an amazing job. And um again, man, it's, it's it's exciting to be talking about all of this shit because shit, man, I'm I'm I am i i, I do not know when this this interview gonna air, bro, but October 30th is 18 days away from right now. I don't know how many fucking days is gonna be Speaking
4: away. Speaking of future, be like. Cause this shit coming out it's Friday. Coming yeah. Friday. Okay. So so today, so, today so, Friday so, for these so, so, motherfuckers.
3: So so what's the date on Friday? Friday. What's the date? So what's the date? Today is the twelfth. The sixteenth. Yeah. So in future, today is the sixteenth. T- Friday the sixteenth. Yeah. That's yeah, when the promo run start. Anyway. Yeah. Real boy. shit. That's perfect timing. Um. So. If today is the motherfucking fifteenth, the sixteenth. Yeah. Right. You see how you still doing your yeah, shit? Yeah. If today is the sixteenth, then y'all motherfuckers got exactly. Two weeks and two days Mm -hmm. before this album hit the street and shift the climate significantly. Extinction Level Event 2, The Wrath of God. I am (laughs) not coming to discuss anything outside of how much I am going to bust y'all motherfucking head wide open. Real hip hop! Make it. you right. niggas right. rap again. Got- Make these
4: niggas rap again. They can't rap for shit. Make <laughs> these niggas rap again. Nah, oh, you guys. know, you know,
3: you know, you know, I ain't gonna lie. It's 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 so beautiful to be able to put out an album in this time, especially dealing with speaking directly to the times. Man. I take great pleasure in speaking directly to the times, especially when it's been a part of this storyline for the last 24 years Mm -hmm. from the beginning of my solo career, not my group career. So 29 years of professionally doing it since the first Leaders album in 91, but 24 years since the first solo album in 96. So to go from the coming to When Disaster Strikes to Extinction Level Event,
6: Mm -hmm.
3: and then 22 years later come with my first sequel album i never did a part two to none of my albums. No. This is my first part two. And this is my first album at retail in 11 years. So this is a big moment for me. You know what I'm saying?
4: Motherfucker, dropping in two weeks and
1: two days. <laughs> right. Real shit. What? I can't wait. Thank yeah. you for coming
3: and sitting with us and be a part of it, myself. man. You know, <laughs> nah, thank you, King. I, I, I'm honored to be a part of y'all because I ain't gonna front. I don't watch the few interviews with y'all. y'all motherfuckers be having me in a stool, <laughs> wailing. So, 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 so to be here and, and y'all. And the thing that I think is dope with what y'all do, y'all remind motherfuckers how important it is to still laugh, my nigga. You know what I mean? All this wild fucking shit, this wild cowboy shit going on out here. White white people acting a little crazy. A little too crazy.
6: Mm -hmm.
3: You know, the the police department acting really fucking crazy. And, you know, black people out here trying to figure it out. But they still doing a little bit of crazy shit they shouldn't be doing too. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, to be able to see that there is a struggle that's being fought every day on some very real focused agenda shit amongst the common man Mm
6: -hmm.
3: that's just out here trying to find their way because they done took all types of civil liberties away from niggas. They literally telling niggas you get in trouble if you breathe freely. I never lived, I never thought that I would live to see the day that a nigga would turn breathing freely into a mandate right that really ain't even passed legislatively as a law and make it like a crime I'm not saying no be conscious and not to be careful self preservation is obviously the first survival instinct right. like a motherfucker you better be careful yeah. like a motherfucker you better deal with self-preservation but you also need to remember every man has to live and die in his own iniquity which means that with every choice comes an in invoice. What part of living is living if a motherfucker ain't out here living with proper understanding. Mm-hmm. Understanding is the best part. It's the absence of confusion. Niggas is just going along with shit and complying willingly without asking any questions. Talk you shit. We ain't trying to understand some real shit. Like, okay, I'm gonna just put this mask on just cause niggas told me to. I want, the, I want some real information on this shit because I really wanna live. I know scientifically, there is some infractions with putting this mask on and recycling the carbon monoxide that you exhale. Is it carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide?
4: I, I, I fuck it up too. They, they know,
3: they know yeah, carbon dioxide, dioxide, right? Cool, so, you know, we ain't, we, yeah, we ain't supposed to inhale or recycle what you breathe out. We ain't mm-hmm. supposed to do that. Like, that's just not... The, 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 the Yeah, it's just not what you're supposed to do. You don't eat your own shit. You don't piss and drink your own piss. You don't inhale what your body gives, gets out of its system. Right. So, you know, I, I think, you know, doing that and then your children doing that, and some, some sort of side effect, there's gonna be some damage done in that. Mm-hmm. But if you really just supposed to be protecting yourself from this crazy shit, let us do this shit with some real substantial information that can be backed up by some truth that can't be disputed or challenged because niggas really do want to live. Right and motherfuckers really want to find a solution on how to get past this shit, but to just be indefinitely telling motherfuckers all type of inconsistent shit, and, you know, the regular man that just want to go and earn an honest living can't even go do that because you done took the fucking... You done shut all businesses down, right, man? We can't even pass the fucking
7: Cavassi.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do know to get their own Cavassi every right. day. Niggas, niggas,
1: niggas. niggas.
4: niggas open though, but we just can't pass it. Can't They pass stay like six no. feet
1: away with the Cavassi. <laughs> That's the, the remix. <laughs> hey, you gotta goddamn throw the ball.
3: Nah, but 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 overall, without getting too off the deep end with the deep shit, I just again, I love the balance that y'all find and still giving motherfuckers feel good energy because. With all this crazy shit going on, a motherfucker dude gotta remember you need to sometimes take a break from that shit, let the second string niggas go in and fight, and you need to recharge, nigga.
6: Right.
3: Go learn to laugh and live a little bit and get to some feel good energy so that you can get back to the fight with some
1: fuel again.
3: Right. You know what I'm saying? So I salute y'all for that.
1: It, thank you. Coming
4: from the OG itself. Right.
1: Wow. That means something, man. It means something to get them type of accolades from people of your status because, you know, we started doing this out of love, you know what I mean, for each other and just, you know, knowing that we had something to get to the world, but to get recognition from somebody who has been in the game for as long as you have and has the knowledge that you have and has seen as many things come and go as you have, that means the world, man. Thank uh, you. I hip They
4: say hip hop. Like you said, <laughs> you were sitting right there watching it. Thank you, Kay. Being in that moment, like even when you was young, it was still another hip hop level that even my generation don't even know nothing about. No question. You see what I'm saying? No so question. just to hear these stories, like, I gotta go look all these niggas up. No I ain't shit. even know you had a song with Tech 9 i I'ma call you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'ma call you, nigga. I'ma be like,
4: I apologize. You went crazy on this nigga, man. You feel me? So just to have that, that gap just be closed on some, like, just like I say, bro. Like we've been doing this Wait shit. Wait till you
7: hear the Mr. and Busta Rhymes shit. Oh dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Man, some of the crazy
3: shit too. I, just, I got Twister. I'm too Twister as hell. Yeah. The... He got a he got a whole
7: he got a
4: catalog. Yeah. whole
7: big
3: catalog. Whole catalog of him just literally just. Hey, yo, Swiss, let's get these verses together and stop fucking playing. That sounds like it's Close. already on an album. It's My brother Swiss is <laughs> that's my fucking Swiss is like my, my that's, that's one of my closest brothers in this music industry shit professionally and personally, that that's a brother that I could call when I'm really having a headache with a personal issue and I could get some guidance from any younger than me.
6: Right.
3: He's just a super smart, very, very intelligent and very resourceful brother. And he's a giver, you know what I'm saying? And that's another thing that's important for niggas to hear. Instead of talking all of this shit about what another nigga ain't got in on, how much shit you wanna throw up in a nigga face, it's too easy for me to stunt on niggas, too.
6: Right.
3: From jewelry to car shit to all of that. Niggas know my rep when it comes to all of that. But I just think in these times, we just need to make a little more of a conscious effort. I'm not saying don't have fun. Have fun. I'm going to still wear my shit and shine, yeah, too. Finished, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, you know, let's let's kind of start including in the narrative, you know, that we could be there to, to keep each other up. You know what I'm saying? Salute to my brother, Scarface, because he need us a lot right now.
7: Right now. You know what I'm saying?
1: Legends I
3: love Scarface. I want to thank Bun B for getting me on the phone with Scarface when I got the kite about what the situation was recently. And we've been on the phone speaking pretty much every day since then. And, you know, I'm going to do everything in my power to be an incredible and and a very powerful resource to... Scarface, because Face is one of the brothers back in 91 when I went on a P.E. tour with Leaders of the New School. That nigga used to come out there with this green leather suit on in the middle of the Ghetto Boys performance, and it was like 11 of us on stage. Leaders, Son of Berserk and the Hellraiser's Tribe, Public Enemy, Kid and Play, Town 357, fucking Ice-T. Nigga, like this tour was so legendary, and P.E. headlined it and brought all of us out. And Scarface used to come out there with this green leather suit, with the with the cane and the top hat, Mister Mister Scarface. Yeah. And nigga, when that came on, All the, the, have the have whole have fucking arena Go crazy. lose their shit. And it was just the spotlight, so you couldn't even see the face because the shadow of the brim from the hat was dark. When it made his face dark, but he, he just had that walk came out on niggas on some godfather gangster shit and would sledgehammer the venue in the middle of the Scarf, uh, the Ghetto Boy set. Because they would come and do their group shit. Right. Then Willie D would do some of his solo shit. Bushwick Bill would do some of his solo shit. Uh, 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 rest in peace Bushwick. Okay. And motherfucking Scarface would sledgehammer that shit. Yeah. And these were shits that I was blessed to be a part of. So to have that kind of history with the bro and we still been able to have that brotherhood all these years later, damn near 30 years, man, it's like, we can't sit there and watch and not be able to be crutches and keep each other up. Exactly. So, you know, I'm just saying that to say, every generation, every demo, you know, even the generations after us, like, be them resources for each other, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, no matter how proud niggas wanna act like they are, motherfuckers need Niggas need each other sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And we got to be there. One of my
7: favorite uh, YouTube clips. You in the studio with Timbaland. And then he was like, nigga, you ain't making no, you know, basically. Oh, yeah, and
3: I started fucking with the keyboard and and pressed that shit? Yeah. That motherfucker, Timbaland, just heard me press that. He knew what the fuck he was doing, though. He knew he had all of them fucking tricks and treats up in the damn keyboard. And he knew I was going, once I started fucking with it, he knew I was going to stumble on one of them shits that was going to motherfuck me up.
6: Right. And it did. Corey.
3: We got to it, and that motherfucker made the joint. I actually wrote verses for that. I wrote verses for it. We didn't finish the song. I think I laid one verse or something, but we never went back to it. Mm. Yeah, that's a lost file. Nah, but overall, again, I, I thank y'all for having me. You know, again, I'm going to plug it. Extinction Level Event 2. We're going to plug we going to
6: plug it too.
7: We are wait. Wait. Did you know that this podcast was voted the number one podcast amongst black people with no cable?
3: <laughs> right. Showing, right? Nope. War. I swear
2: to God. The people are going choice. crazy.
3: That yeah. shit is incredible. Congratulations. I oh, appreciate Great. you. Wow. That shit is. Nigga, yeah. We
1: coming up, no, no, up no, no, in the no, no, world. Fuck you, man. Fuck
4: you, mean. Fuck you, man.
3: Fuck,
4: fuck you, man. Fuck
1: you, you, Fuck Fuck you little
4: niggas, look, if y'all fuck with me, all the little niggas is 13 and 12. Hey, 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 hey. This is where I get <laughs> my shit from, you hear me? crazy ass Yeah, where, where, look at this.
7: This is how you sound after vocal rest. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, there you have it. Bust the Rhymes here live on the 85 South Show. <laughs> Good night. We'll see you guys next Friday.
1: After <laughs> <laughs> vocal rest. it is, <laughs> already.
3: What does <laughs> it want to sound like after two weeks? <laughs> thank y'all, man. No, thank, man, you, thank for you for having me, hey,
7: man. Dude, bro, nah, that
3: Bush,
1: hey, amazing. we gotta take a
4: picture. Oh, this yeah. like the first iconic,
1: yeah. like
4: you. moment on the eighty-five. We had a lot of motherfuckers. Wow. Yeah. A lot this of motherfuckers. Look how Marvin Gaye looking like. what Y'all got bows brans. We had not real talk. is the first time he
2: smirked.
1: Right. He like you know what y'all did.
4: Y'all saying nothing. Just to be able
1: to like you don't understand. I know you probably don't get it, but. We grew up watching you and to be sitting here waiting right you. I used to ride in you, the high school, school right? right like it's in here with you, but it's like it, it is a it it, it shows you the dreams come true. Cause if somebody would have told any of us when we first started doing this that one day, man, you're gonna be able to sit down and chop it up with the nigga that made this. this, The nigga this, this, was this. running like this in front right. of an elephant. <laughs> 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 the elephant. <funniest run. laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, like this. Fucking elephant. Know. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, On man. me. <laughs> So that's what I mean, it's just like, man, it's it's the most amazing shit ever because as a young man watching you growing up to know that, you know, like all that shit, he laying out right there, like them vibe magazines and and all it's like, you know what I mean? To be able to sit here and, and be amongst you and have you give us love is like my nigga this is, what
3: god, this is this is crazy yes, for real thank oh you so much god guide yeah. your footsteps you oh nigga, man what I'm thank you king thank Come you on. so much Good, god willing he continues to, well shit ain't no god willing he's going to continue to right. yes, guide yes, my footsteps. all of our footsteps yes, so. yes, what october what october 30 if you better motherfucking believe that
4: on my on my baby birthday so i'm going to buy oh like some gifts and buy beautiful. your shit that's what's up that's what's up that's what's up
1: Love, man. Love. What? You fuzzy. Oh
7: it's a legend shit right here, <laughs> gangbang. This we
1: gonna go crazy. What? Ain't late at night for me to come get down. Wanna come over there, get in the wig. Say said, We can't do nothing tonight because of my kids. He said, Fuck them kids. They should be asleep anyway. He said, Fuck them kids. I ain't let them get in my way. Fuck them kids. That's a fact. I bribed them kids with a bag full of snacks. Fuck them kids, fuck them kids. Fuck them kids, fuck them kids with a bag full of snacks. (laughs) Fuck them kids, fuck them kids. (laughs) 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 Fuck them kids, fuck them kids kids, kids with with a bag bag full of of snacks. (laughs) I came over here like hey. Huh? (laughs) A kid did that? Which one? Oh, this one. Ah, I didn't even see oh that God. one. Hey, boy, hey, boy. How is this? Look at my braids. Bring it to me. <laughs> oh, check,
7: out. check out the middle. That shit is hilarious. They ain't what put, put like, nothing in the middle. Yeah, ain't put nothing in the middle. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> when I'm thinking, I'm just saying. Right. DC, look like Rich home point. Right. Mm. Mm. He made our
4: he ass heels look but like booty holes. He even put Marvin Gaye in
6: there though. Yeah. Ha! Ah,
4: hilarious. <laughs> but your all look like R. Kenny. Fuck <laughs> you. I
1: wanna piss on you. <laughs> <laughs> drip,
4: drip, drip. Ha! Ah. That's that key in ignition, R. Kelly. Yeah, they do, do gotta be looking like
1: K.O.s <laughs> on that motherfucker. even
4: the They got Carlos looking like he workin'
1: AutoZone. What's up? You look like you a. Pilot, <laughs> and they got a tumor in it right here, in the cool. ear nigga <laughs> said they got our ears looking like booty hoes. Booty hole ears. That's hilarious. I don't know who the fuck that nigga is. That's you. That's <coughs> you, nigga. I ain't never had
4: that have food like this. I know. i stupid,
1: You look like you said, give me a piece. American soul. And give me a <laughs> bite. <laughs> they got, got, got a <laughs> nigga like mine. <laughs> 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 no, I don't look like you look like said that nigga. This sound like the beginning of the movie. Trying to little commit little. the robbery and shit ain't going right. This he got one.
4: down with that one. I, I can tell he fucked up too. tooth. he just blacking it God out. He blacking it God. out. He's like,
1: God damn. It. Nah, know you got that nigga Lowe showing some God 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 chew. God
4: <laughs> <that>
1: <laughs> Me and Marvin Gaye had a show. <laughs> <laughs> play. That's so cold.
7: What's looking like, where's my microphone at? Who, back- who got the mic? It's my turn to sing. <laughs> I'm doing the ad libs.
1: Welcome into the new world. I am looking for a new girl. If you are her, then I am him. Let's go for a swim. Not in the pool, but in your room. Won't you make me drool when I eat your coochie cool? And after after I get fixed,
4: then I'm
1: going to pull out my big ass dick and you're going to lick, 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 lick. I'll go good. lick, lick. Lick, she can give it a lick. G- lick, what's up, sir? Koochie <laughs> G- <damn>. G- <laughs> real good. Hell no! <laughs> no!
7: No! <laughs> no. <laughs> what's that, NG?
1: Oh, man, thank you, big dog.
7: Yes, sir. How you living? How
1: you feeling? Last time we were together, we was at the boardroom. Strip ball.
0: The whole club full of money.
1: Always. Always. It's beautiful. I was just telling somebody I said man after all these years, I still get excited every time.
7: Come on man. You know what we on. I'm trying to make this house a home. <clears throat>
1: Hold on bitch. Come really on, oh, bitch. Let me see them tips. <laughs> Oh, it's with
7: of Oh yeah. I said, hold on, bitch. Oh
1: shit, niggas are upgrading Hold on girl. <laughs> oh man.
7: I give me some of that pussy baby. I give me some of that pussy girl. Give me some of that pussy baby. Gimme some of that pussy girl. Give me some of that pussy, baby. Give me some of that pussy, girl. Give me some of that pussy, baby. Give me some of that pussy, girl. When you just came outside, I seen that you were dancing. I wanted some of that pussy, so I took my chance by asking me some of that pussy, baby. Give me some of that pussy, girl. If you want to be my friend, then give me some again. I'm tired of asking, I'm just going to ask you when. Give me some of that pussy, baby. Give me some of that pussy, girl. The last time that I had it, it was automatic. You told me to go touch it. So I had to reach out and grab some. Give me that pussy, baby. Give me some of that pussy, girl. Give me some of that pussy, baby. Give me some of that pussy, girl. When I take you out dancing, and I'll just take my chances, and I won't hold your hand because I'm not your boyfriend. Give me some of that pussy, baby. Give me some of that pussy, girl. Give me some of that pussy, baby. Give me some of that pussy, girl. My nigga, new. I'm living amazing. How are you, bro? I'm good, Welcome to the trap, man. Oh,
6: dog,
7: dog. Ah! I guess we're gonna get you right here. Cat gonna get you set up. Yeah, cat, you getting them good. Yep. Bust a bus. bus? <laughs> Shit, everything. Give me some of that pussy baby What's up, y'all? Give me some of that pussy girl. Last time that you gave me some, I didn't wanna touch it. But now you trying to give it to me, cause it's in my butt. Give me some of that pussy, baby, I
2: might
1: got Oh god are you just reliving
4: time
3: right
1: now oh wow <laughs> got my Prevnar 20 shot
4: it's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine for us wise folks it helps protect
1: i'm 19 strong
4: and asthmatic and at higher risk
7: may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
1: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20,
4: even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
2: From BBC
0: Radio 4,
2: Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
0: is going on a road trip. I thought...